0: I'm Bobby. I'm Nathan. And this could be a podcast for
1: your listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's probably some kind of merit badge you can get for having an Oscar winner block you on Twitter, I think.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, without trying to like troll them for sure. Right. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's ways to approach it.
1: Sure. Anyhow. I don't know. So like my, my favorite YouTubers Red Letter Media
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, From Milwaukee? From Milwaukee mm-hmm. uh, Like William Shatner's kind of going after him
2: Why? Because they run uh, on his shit Like,
1: ship. like he, Red Letter Media invited them to come And be on one of their programs I mean they like They've got like Four different Like shows that they do mm-hmm. And they invited him on and he said, no, I generally don't do podcasts or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he says that they took offense that, you know, being called a podcast.
0: He <laughs> says that they took offense to be called yeah, a podcast? Yeah. Podcast isn't
1: a dirty word anymore. N- no, but they don't podcast. Podcast is king. <laughs> they don't podcast. No? No, <laughs> they, t- they don't. And well, it's not.
0: It's. I mean, it's. I know it's not a podcast, but they they do YouTube videos. Though, yeah, right? it's YouTube. I mean, so it's. Yeah, it's not. It's not it's like not television.
1: N- no, and I don't think it's like. No, it's not. A, we're not a podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. le- like.
0: No. Wonder what William Shatner thinks about the the age of new medium, like, because he is so ingrained into television and like a right, you know, a television legend, right? To T.J. Hooker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all day. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, I just wonder how much he looks down at like podcasting or YouTube or anything I, like that.
1: So yeah, he said like he was on Mike Tyson's podcast, and you know, just like I mean, he's he's done stuff, mm-hmm. and he was tweeting. Well, when
0: Mike Tyson asked you to do his podcast, I don't think yeah, there's any do other it.
1: answer. You tweet yeah, he tweets a lot. Apparently, Mike Tyson's training again. Oh, for what? Is there like for a like senior like league? A fight? Is there a senior league that a, I don't know about?
0: Well, at the same time, Somebody, you know, Mike like, Tyson's. Uh, training yeah. uh, vander holyfield's uh training as well yeah to get back in the ring
1: i just saw a, a john there was a john oliver bit and mm-hmm. i just came across the youtubes and it was like being about in las vegas which is quantifiably the worst place in the world i've never been to oh really? <laughs> yeah That's i'm like drama, john, yeah yeah. he's like and i, it was, I was like it was 3 a.m i'm sitting at the blackjack table pretending like i know what i'm doing. And I see Mike Tyson literally walk right past me, and mm-hmm. then I say, that's it. I have to go to bed, because if I'm like making the same decisions as Mike Tyson, is, <laughs> I, I need to remove myself from the situation. Wow.
0: So John Oliver didn't like Las Vegas. Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I don't it's know. It's a lot
0: of sun for uh, an for, Englishman. Uh, a limey? Is a limey. that,
1: a, is that racist I don't think so Anyhow it's is that, I mean is it, it sounds derogatory. derogatory For sure It's not racist it's, yeah. yeah derogatory yeah. It's probably the uh, Preferred nomenclature mm-hmm. dude What uh, is What is
0: the Uh Origin What's, of limey. Uh,
1: I'm guessing it, it right. has to do with people eating limes oh, because that's, of that's, transcontinental travel. That's right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing. That is what it is. I, uh, we is don't, it? Yep. Actually, have, we don't even have to look it up. We don't even have to look it up. <laughs> I just. I'm guessing it. But
0: that is why, because of uh, limes would prevent scurvy.
1: Yes. Is that what the? Yes.
0: Yep. I'm almost a thousand percent. Yep. The British Royal Navy. Used oh. for sailors of the British Royal Navy.
1: Yep. Interesting. So again,
0: of all the derogatory names
1: <laughs> being referred to as a
0: limey. It's right up there with cracker. It's pretty yeah. innocuous.
1: Ginger. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. Uh, Although yeah. Where does the what's the origins of ginger though? I mean
1: Um, I don't know, is ginger kind of red? It- like when you make it into a spice? I mean the actual vegetable itself. I mean not a vegetable. But I mean it's not a vegetable. It's a root vegetable. Is it technically an herb? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean I don't think it derives from the like the root vegetable ginger. You don't think so? I mean there's no correlation to it, but the slang for ginger was actually slang homosexual, especially for men. The term comes from the rhyming slang. In which ginger beer rhymes with, okay, that word. And then, um, okay, so again, like most words, it's changed over time. Right. Um, it did look like ginger beer apparently was slang for homosexual.
1: That's interesting because ginger beer is a thing.
0: Ginger beer is a thing. And I mean, wh- just because it, it rhymes with another word.
1: Right. So I'm they guessing, would go out some... of their
0: way to call a gay man a ginger beer
1: interesting I don't know
0: interesting um but again, so
1: how does it go I, I, from I would... ginger
0: beer to ginger because again the first one is slang for a person with red hair.
1: i'm gonna I'm more curious about like ginger as uh, like as used as like the actual spice well or, or hold on. For starters, is ginger technically a spice?
0: Uh no, it's a, I mean ginger's a root
1: vegetable. I mean so. it's a I mean but it's not like but it starts using it as a spice though. Like uh, your well, ginger bread is made with
0: Yeah, but that again that's a I'm pretty sure ginger is isn't not the dried product of the Dry but it's kind of co-
1: but it's colored. Do yeah. they color it?
0: Um, I don't
1: know, but or does gingerbread come like it's get? No, it gets its color from molasses.
0: Yeah, it gets its color from molasses. Of course. Hold on.
1: Okay, so it is kind of a white powder, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because I mean, a ginger root is pretty. Yeah, good. it's
1: pretty. You know, looks kind of like a turnip. It's delicious. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of it. Oh, really? yeah, like oh. I generally don't care for that's it. ironic it is I don't mind a little bit of like with a sushi plate, you know mm-hmm. i'll have, I'll eat a little bit of that pickled ginger a little bit. I'll have a slice or two, but I generally don't care for ginger like like ginger tonics or gingerbread. I don't like it. I really don't.
0: So it's definitely derived from british the the ginger slang. And I'm sorry, I, yeah, I know I can't use I that word, but we're doing clinical research here, so um, I don't know. Was there? It, it seems like we can't get a clear definition of why it morphed from being from being ginger beer to being ginger. I don't know. it's because it just says uh, in British English the word ginger is sometimes used to describe red-haired people uh, at times in an insulting manner. Uh, with terms such as gingerphobia and gingerism, used by the British media.
1: <laughs> so they I don't mean, talk about they don't talk about that enough in American media. I'll tell you that they don't.
0: They don't. But no. maybe it's one of those things like, depending on how you say it, it can be a positive sure. or a negative. Right. That seems what I'm getting from yeah. from this.
1: So was it like a big deal when when ginger spice like took that name?
0: Yeah. I mean, I wonder—is that
1: like an empowering? We're taking this word back.
0: Taking this word back, I'm gonna be (laughs) ginger spice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, Uh, I'm not curious. There's 79 fire nicknames for redheads. Hard pass. (laughs) Nope.
0: Here, what is the origin of the term ginger for redheaded people?
1: All
0: Mm. right. Oh, we get into etymology here, which we love. Big fan. Only familiar with the ginger roots that now possess the red coloring. A quick Google search. Okay, so this is the question. What? So, yeah, so we're Hold looking that. at it. It's
1: like people just wrote saying that ginger was red colored, but nobody's really sure why, because probably they'd never seen it.
2: Right, <laughs> so, so of hair
0: having the color of ginger, of a person sandy-haired, of a cock having I mean, red, red plumage. plumage. So that maybe that's our closest definition of it. Like, so a rooster... <laughs> Or the, the the plumage is, is that the... The comb? Is that the thing on the top yeah. of the head? Yeah, So that being red. But again...
1: Where does ginger come I, into this? Where does ginger come into I think it's like somebody says, somebody at one point in history said, ginger's red. But well, then they don't know what ginger actually looks like.
0: So it's saying, but of hair having the color of ginger. Yeah. So is ginger a color?
1: I think you're gonna get a lots of mixed results here.
0: It's taken a while to do the search, for sure.
1: No, well,
0: I don't know. I don't know either, man. I just want to get down to the root of your, you know, persecution. Right.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a, exactly how far I'd go with it.
0: <laughs> persecution?
1: <laughs> yeah, persecution? Yeah, persecution. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, that, a, that's oh, look that's look pretty, at that. so the, the, the flower.
0: The ginger flower is pretty red.
1: Maybe that's it. That kind of looks. Can we like go go back and just? But if look I'm
0: going to say that looks like the the top look, of like a the rooster? comb of a roo- rooster, sure. I'm going to say yeah,
1: yeah. Can we go back and like pull up uh, some ginger flower photos here? Just because. Yeah. I'm just curious now.
0: That's the whole point of the podcast, man. Uh,
1: yeah. Just exploring our. Ginger flower. Look yeah. at that! Look there at it that! Is. that The flower of a ginger plant looks very much like a... I can see that as a comb of a rooster. Yeah.
0: So, and then I can see that translating from the comb of a rooster to... Sure. Someone that has red hair and then calling him a ginger flower and then... Ginger. Calling him ginger. Yeah. Now, where it morphs from...
1: (laughs) Into homosexuality. Yeah, that's
2: the other
0: thing. Because it's... The first one that we looked at, it looked like it, the number one definition was a person with red hair. Right. The second definition was a homosexual.
1: I wonder if that's just like, I don't know. You're known as a Nancy. I don't know. Is was is ginger beer historically thought of being something that a woman drinks? I don't know.
0: They gave the explanation that it rhymed with with queer, and, I mean, and that was, that's it. That was it. Like, Which as far I as I feel
1: like this should have some kind of uh, limerick. Attached to mm-hmm. it to really s- seal the deal, but yeah, interesting. I but don't I know. feel that
0: when it comes to, uh, you know, slang names, slang derogatory names for people, maybe just the the rhyming factor is bigger than we think. That's just it. <laughs> I think about smear the, you know, yeah, and then it's it's right there.
1: But I don't think about referring to a homosexual as a smear. But
0: correct. I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, I think that I think this is the best explanation
1: that's a very, that I can that's find very for
0: the why why it originated as a ginger. Yeah. Because then there comes along, I mean, like uh Gilligan's Island, there was ginger. There was a
1: ginger there. Yeah.
0: So was that just poor writing or like lazy writing?
1: I don't know. Or maybe they were just hoping to have a redhead. And she was just a hey, I think we want a redhead. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever That's, made Gilligan's Island's is like, I got a thing. I got a thing. I got a thing.
0: Well, it's interesting though because a lot of public perception of redheads is that they, you know, are soulless and everything like that, and yeah, not attractive, right? Oh, I well, mean, I don't know about that second part. But, <laughs> but then there, then there is
1: like a, a
0: a group of people that really find redheads
2: find redheads specifically attractive.
1: attractive. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this. I've always questioned this myself. Mm-hmm. Being a redhead. Right, and the other thing is I don't see hair
2: color by the way. Oh, that's good.
1: (laughs) You don't understand my plight. That's all I heard. (laughs) Uh, um, I so I'm not. I would say that I'm not attracted to redheads. That's interesting. And I've always questioned whether or not it's that's because I only have one sister, Uh and she's a redhead. Okay, I'm like, is that it? Is that what's going on Mm -hmm. here, or is it because? You know, redheads just you know want to see you know seek out diversification and in yeah. the genome or something. And I remember, I had a conversation with uh, a girl in college one time, freshman year of college, and uh, she's like, yeah, I just don't find redheads attractive.
0: And she was redheaded as well. And she was redheaded.
1: Mm-hmm. And I and I always question was did she think I was hitting on her? <laughs> it just feels was was their polite way of trying to shut me down, right? Or, or if it feels a, a real thing. Everybody's lying all the time. I can't take anybody seriously. I,
0: <laughs> you know, I, I can see that. I can see because, I mean, it's so someone like Amy Adams or uh, see, Jenna I Fisher. I, I mean, I mean, I guess attractive versus right. like you know possibility of being right. with them. Right. I mean, do you she, find do you find like them attractive or they're more Auburn? You know,
1: you know, Amy Adams, Amy Adams,
0: I guess you can make the case. Yeah, she's pretty red.
1: As compared to Isla Fisher,
0: Isla Fisher is another one, is another one. Yeah.
1: I saw a meme the other day. It was like, listen, you got all these, look at all these white people. There's enough people who can tell these white people apart, but have a problem telling black people apart. And it was like a picture of Isla Fisher and uh, Amy Adams. (laughs) I I think there's a bad example to give. There's there's a couple other ones just like oh well, yeah, I don't know who this is. I can't tell which one this is. You know,
0: of of like the Isla Fisher's and Amy Adams. Sure. No, I mean
1: those two I can well, Well, those two I can pick apart for the most part, just because one's married to Sasha Baron Cohen mm -hmm. and the other one isn't.
0: You could probably throw a good number of new celebrities. I mean, I was recently looking up like. Uh Famous birthdays of yeah. my wife. Cause she claimed that the only, um, the only famous person born on her birthday was the mom from home improvement. And I was like, that just can't be the case. Right. And
1: there's only 365 days in a year, 366 days in the year. So,
0: and I mean, she's, she's not totally wrong. Like yeah. there was, there was not a lot of people, uh, a lot of famous people born.
1: Cause we were looking up, you looked at my birthday too. Was it Tom?
0: Yeah. Petty, I think you shared. Tom birthday Petty, with Tom
1: and like, and it's just Bastille Day. Yeah. That's the only thing I can remember.
0: But again, like the amount of people that they consider celebrities,
1: right?
0: I look. I was looking through. I would say ninety-five percent of the list, and saying like, I have no idea who this human being right. is. Right. Right. So well, if you put mean, a random list of celebrities in front of me,
1: Formula One drivers, and uh, you know,
0: YouTubers. I mean, and YouTubers. No. What are you calling a celebrity? I mean, a lot of the actors too. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of actors.
1: There's a lot actors. of people trying to make it out in that crazy Holly weird. So if
0: I'm on a, if I'm on that's
1: what C- I call it.
0: If I'm on a CW TV series <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to call me a celebrity, I mean,
1: I mean, I guess, but just cause I'm making bank doesn't mean I'm a, a household name.
0: There was one time we were in, we were in Nashville
1: because you know, if you're on the CW, you're making bank, that's you're making saying. bank. <laughs> I
0: mean, is there, yeah, I mean, maybe I Smallville. smallville. And so there's one time we were in Nashville and we were at this uh, bar that we like. Yeah. And we were playing pool. And uh, I forget there was something going on when we were down there, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of people down there. A lot of it must have been a festival or something going on. But we were yeah. just hanging out at a local little bar, and we were playing pool. And this guy comes up with his buddy, and he's like, "Hey, you guys want to play pool and everything with that?" And We just had the table, so sure. was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so they put the money, you know, in the like a little fold of the of the uh, pool table. Yeah, okay. You know, just yeah, as it, an indicator, it, of, like, quarters. We got quarters. Yeah, yeah. Quarters. Yeah we, yeah, we got pool next. Yeah, and uh, so we played with him, and we beat him, and. Like we didn't think of anything of it. They were nice. We talked yeah. a little bit, but didn't get in too specific and everything like that. And when we got done, they kind of—I don't know if we played a game or two—but um, the waitress came over after they left and like, oh my god, did you guys? I can't, I can't believe that guy was on Young and the Restless. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Well, it didn't yep. come up in conversation. That did not come up.
1: And that's a weird thing and, to and bring up.
0: Also. I would be given a million years, and I would never sure. guess that. Oh, are you on Young and the Restless by by chance? You know Y That's what the kids. Y and Yeah, that's what the kids call it. But she was super jealous of that, the fact that we got to play pool with them and everything. <laughs> I have like, lost yeah, on me. No. And I wonder how many interactions just people have. Like, have you ever had an interaction with somebody that's like famous that you, no. you have no idea? I mean, I mean, you, unless you, it's pointed out to you,
1: right? No, not really. No, and uh, I wonder how many of those
0: though, that that we've had though no. that we.
1: No one's pointed How, nobody's out. pointed it out that we've had an not yeah I have not had an interaction with a famous person that I didn't know. I but mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you, then I guy I haven't had a lot of interactions with famous people that I know. Of. You're right. I mean,
0: but like the can't the, the prove probability. A yeah, but the probability of like you running into somebody that's known for something that you have no idea, right? And they're never going to be like, hey, by the way, I'm on. But,
1: hey, Just by the way, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah,
0: if it wasn't for this waitress coming up to us, I would have. Never remembered that day.
1: I mean I know like I had been in the evening with Michael Boatman, that was about
2: it. Yes, yeah, so
0: have we talked about <laughs> yeah, Michael do, Boatman? I don't your, remember Your East Dubuque moment?
1: Yeah, East Dubuque. I passed uh Bobby Cavanale, like just on the street in New York. Who is that? Um if you saw him you'd know him.
0: Okay, well how do you spell his name?
1: Bob Bobby.
0: Oh, that's my name. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's you oh, that's... just like you. Fucking, that's...
1: And funny. I want to say it's Cabin Nail. C-A-I-N-A-L-E. Oh, the
0: guy that played Jesus?
1: No, that's Jim Caviezel. okay. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. That guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you okay. know that guy. Yeah, I know that guy.
1: I passed him on the street just okay. in New York.
2: I was just, oh, shit, that's
1: Bob Cabin Hey, Hey, oh, I, I can't remember what... Hey, he lives in New York. He does live in New York. I don't remember what... What show did I, maybe, was it Master of None? Like, I just saw him, like, literally, I just saw him, like, on a television show that, like, same, like, the week before I went out to New York. I'm like, oh, or maybe, it could have been a movie. I don't remember. Um,
0: He was an Ant-Man. He was an Ant-Man. Was it post-2015?
1: What year was that? It was, no, it was, like, 2011, I want to say. Blue Bloods. Uh, who's in Win Win? What's do, Oh, that was the uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti yeah the wrestling movie. Yeah, I think that well, was it that. Could it have, well that could have been. You do like wrestling. I do like wrestling. Uh, Not wrestling, but wrestling. Or, or maybe it was 2012. Hold on, let me think. No, maybe it was 2012. Uh, yeah, it was 2012. So
0: this still fits in. Were you a big fan of Boardwalk Empire? He was in that.
1: No. Yeah, maybe it was win win. I think it might have been win win. Yeah, not. Movie. Did you like that movie? Mm, I remember like enjoying it. Um,
0: Never saw it, but it was one of those. I remember the trailer coming. I was like, "Oh, that'll be fun."
1: Yeah, it was a nice little movie. Paul I, Giamatti, uh, Holly from The Office, well, yeah. whatever her name is. Holly Flax. Holly Flax, really? That's, that's her name. Oh,
0: her actual name in the show is Holland Flax. Which is, again, these things like watching...
1: No, her real name, though.
0: I don't know her real name. Yeah, She's going to okay. be Holly Flax, in my mind, for oh. a long time. But uh, I want to get back to the running into people. Yeah. But it, that does remind me of, like, watching a show so many times and then catching that little thing. I remember I've mean, I mean, I've, you know how many times I've time watched The Office. But it's it was recently... Repeat. Yeah, but it's... Uh, r- very recently, I've noticed her nameplate said Holland Flax. So... <laughs> Her name is Holland. Holland. Yeah. That's funny. And I'm like, again, never point to it. It's a little cut. <laughs> they never reference it at right. all. But uh, so yesterday I was watching, uh, I had the community episode on where.
1: Yeah, because you've shifted from having just office on repeat to.
0: Oh, uh, it's both. It's both. But yeah. And Parks and Rec. Well, I, that was so your wife didn't have to watch community and my wife didn't have to watch the episode of community on. So.
1: What community episode?
0: Um, it was the the Wild Wild West um, paintball episode that they do, uh, and when fistful of paintballs, fistful yeah. of paintballs, yeah. So yeah. when they shift to, and again I've never noticed this, but when they shift to City College taking over, when they're raising the City College flag, the um, the, the flag for City College is two small, like two small buildings, and in between it is one giant so skyscraper. It's, ph- it's phallic. Yeah, it's very phallic. phallic. And then they're raising it over uh communities but butthole flag yes and yeah. i'm like i, I just happen to look over at the right time i've never noticed it before and i was like oh huh, that's well, they're totally yeah they're totally butt fucking greendale that's <laughs> that's what's happening right now oh man like, that's fun or like troy and um troy and uh abed no not troy in and the abed, morning not, troy and lavar burton mm. when they go off Oh, uh, yeah. When they sail away, the next episode, the headliner is that Lavar Burton and unknown uh, companion are kidnapped by pirates kidnapped in the Gulf pirates. of Mexico. Mexico.
1: I'd love to watch that movie. That'd be a fun one. Just Donald Glover and Lavar Burton fighting pirates in yeah. Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. a movie.
0: But anyway, I love, I love that. That's one of the reasons why you can watch them so many times over and over again, and always catch little opinion. hidden bits. There's little hidden bits, and again, where if you're watching it, I mean you can miss it i've I've missed it every time i've watched it right
1: so right i mean yeah just that's and that's good i mean that just shows strong writing that they're able to sneak in little tiny bits they're they're taking opportunities of every second mm -hmm. everything can be a gag everything can be so taking the time to well we can just have something on the desk or we can have a gag in there
0: yeah and the office is notorious for it i mean A lot of people like the in the accounting section. There's those big bulletin boards that they have, or those big whiteboards that they have Mm. back there. A lot of people like to pause them and see what's like written on there because there's sometimes just little Easter eggs in it. Someone just noticed that when um, Jan was having the baby and Dwight, Dwight was doing the fake birth with the watermelon. Yeah. And he told Michael to make a mark that only he can decipher. Yeah. Someone like screenshot that Michael actually wrote on the on the watermelon. He wrote uh, uh, MGS, Michael Gary Scott, and then like circled it. And it's th- those little things where you have to like <laughs> pause it. You have to zoom in to right. see it. It's not right. a, it's not brought to their attention. There were some other things too with Michael's office that um, that they were just bringing. Bring to the forefront But anyway I can't remember what they are
1: Things that were not meant for broadcast That's like I mean Like Well someone did um, When they did
0: the. It's an early episode of The Office Where they um, They're talking about the 80s party Okay That they had And they like did like a newsletter And it's Michael and, and Dwight Like in their 80s garb Like dressed up And someone like Paused that Zoomed in And read it Yeah And read what the whole thing was And it was all about the writers Like talking about this is us filling this in right now, and like this is just in order to keep or like uh make content because this has to appear like a full page or something, yeah. you know, yeah, it's great, it's it's good, and it requires it's kind of like a I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's something where there's these little hid, hidden gems in it if you just watch it,
1: right, big fan of hidden gems, you know me, yeah, exactly, but yeah, the uh Adam Sandler movie uncut gems, oh, that's uncut gems, shit, yeah. <laughs> What but, am I thinking of? I, oh, I I'm thinking. Uh, oh fuck! What's the Michael Douglas movie now? I fucked it up. Fucked up the joke. Uh, je- uh, the game? No, no <laughs> game. I love the game. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Um, uh. Not je- Jewel of the Nile. Jewel the Nile. What's the, the, what's Nile, the other yeah. one? There's a. What's the other gem? What's the What's the sequel? Or I can never remember which one came first. I can't one guess. of them's really bad. I no, the sequel's really bad. I don't know. Danny DeVito's in both. That's all I can recall. Oh really? I just remember Danny it. DeVito, friend of the show. Danny DeVito, friend of the show. Michael Douglas is in both of them. Yes, Michael C- Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Not Ka- yeah, Kathleen Turner.
0: Um, I can never remember
1: A E mm-hmm. or E A uh, I think it, is it A E? I can never fucking remember. Yeah, this is a different. Yeah,
0: That's it's a, right. it's a cinematographer. <laughs> what the fuck? There you go. I, I one of my best friends uh, named Michael. So I don't know how to spell his fucking name.
1: Michael Sierra, friend of the show.
0: No, it's, oh. I didn't. I didn't go to school with Michael Sierra. Uh,
1: I started listening to Oliver Stone's Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, how was that? Um, it was oh, Jewel just
0: Denial, and romancing the stone,
1: romancing the stone, Jewel Denial was the sequel. Yeah. Uh, uh, whoa, that was back to back, huh? Back to back release. <laughs>
0: Not going to do anything.
1: Yeah. Who click on that? Give me one click on. on
0: Romancing the Stone. On the
1: Romancing the Stone. Who he's Jack di-
0: Colton in the in Romancing the Stone, but he's just Jack. Jack, just
1: one. Jack. Well, people remember. Who directed this? 84. I thought that was a little bit later. Robert Zemeckis. Jeez, really? Whew. Whew. Friend of the show. Yeah, man. He Actually, just... he went on a date with a friend from college, her mom.
0: <laughs> there you
1: go. Great connection. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh. Anyway, so Oliver Stone. uh, He was he's pushing, not pushing, but like they start immediately just talking about uh, Oliver Stone's got a new book and talking about platoon and the making of platoon and uh, Oliver Stone's time in Vietnam. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I'm like, oh, you know, hold on, let me pull up Oliver Stone's IMDb. I want to check out his credits, and just went through it, hated it, hated it, hated it.
2: Hated he did his work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, really? Apparently,
1: I don't like <laughs> Oliver Stone <laughs> at no. all. Uh, yeah. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> like Wall Street, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. Um,
0: I, I'm i a fan.
1: <laughs> I mean, JFK. I love born, JFK. Born on the 4th of July. Maybe I need to give it another shot because, you know, young stupid me didn't like it uh you know you, you don't like jfk uh i so i i watched jfk probably 13 15 years ago something like that probably um for the first time and it was i mean i'm like oh this is fine it's all you know here's the deal love the shit out of gary oldman i mean mm-hmm. gary oldman's i i can but look i mean okay uh, did you watch
0: into the untold history of the united states no but i
1: like you know just Fantastic. i'll 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 watch it uh, let's see here. Wall Street and Money Never Sleeps. W. World Trade Center. Alexander. Any Given Sunday. U-Turn. Oh, you know Nixon. what? Nixon. You know what? No, no, no. I will say... I,
0: I bet... I And it's been a long time since i watched Any Given Sunday. But I bet that movie would hold up more so than you think.
1: Uh, I watched it in high school. Hold on. That came out in... 99. 99. I watched it in high school and I said, this is a horrible piece of garbage. And maybe... Like that was just me with my blinders with Pacino. Like I don't really like Pacino that much.
0: And again, it would it, be a long time since I've watched that movie, but I would give that thing a shot.
1: Nixon, Natural Born Killers oh. were, was just kind of like that it, was I mean fun. it was it was fine. It was good. Um like I like I just enjoy like how visceral was. Um the doors. No, well, you know, born I'm on a fan the fourth of controls. July. And no, well, I think born and, on the fourth of July actually would hold up. I may I don't know. That's a good question, whether or not it'd hold up. Yeah, that's But still, I remember not liking it. That's still the color of
0: money time of Tom Cruise.
1: And I'm pretty sure I've never seen Platoon. Like I'm I'm like, "Oh." And then all I can think of is, "No, no, that's uh We watched that. That's night. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, that's Full Metal Jacket. Man, shit, have I just Oculus not now. seen No, that's Hamburger Hill. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I just haven't seen Platoon. I do remember though. I, and so I still, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen Platoon. I need apparently I need to watch it because it's the greatest movie ever made, according to Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know how much our tastes sink, <laughs> um, but I do for some reason own. There was a Platoon game for NES. Yeah, and it's it was, like, and I'm just and it like,
0: it was the mo- like the, him holding his yeah, hands up,
1: and I'm just like, holy shit! They made it. They made, they made an movie. NES game after. A you know rated R <laughs> Vietnam movie? What?
0: Throw anything at the wall, see what sticks.
1: And it was a hard game. I, I
2: like
0: Oliver Stone. <laughs> you just yeah, it was. I remember like renting it. <laughs> I remember a really renting hard it. Game. We, we only had two games maybe for our NES. Yeah. Um, Mario slash Duck Hunt and God I can't even remember the other game. Maybe yeah. Basis Loaded. Maybe mm. something like that. Yeah. But then everything else would be renting games. Sure. So you'd rent Platoon for the weekend. Good luck. Oh,
1: good luck. Have fun. He's like this. You get garbage. winter
0: summer Olympics and you get the trackpad with it. That's yeah. fun. But but uh no, I i I always liked Oliver Stone because he went to the I mean, he went to the conspiratorial side of uh of sure. things very sure. quickly. But his uh JFK I th- I think is a phenomenal movie. If you have three and a half hours to you, kill,
1: you are blind to Kevin Costner. By the way, no,
0: I'm not. No, I'm not. But you're, it's you're
1: blind. And no, I mean, well, you haven't watched Draft Day yet, so I guess I got that going for me. Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess I have that going for me.
1: <laughs> so, but I'm seeing a lot more misses as far as taste alignment for me between Wall Street. I never liked The Doors. You never liked Wall Street. No. The doors any given Sunday really pissed me off. I remember going and watching Alexander, like on a date night,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like oh you know, I like a good, yeah, and just hating it. Not not going to defend Alexander wife? or World Trade Center. That was yeah, that was with my wife. World Trade Center W, w wasn't
0: bad, but I wanted more out of it. I remember being disappointed. Yeah, but um, actually, maybe disappointed is not the right word. I I remember. It was okay it wasn't great but I yeah. wanted it to be great so sure was I it just, good sure but was it was a great no
1: yeah no it's uh but imagine yeah.
0: and I'm quite frankly surprised was W made yeah W was made in his second term do you think uh-huh. we're gonna get a Trump movie in the in his second in term his,
1: at the end like being made at the end of his second term
0: well this came out <sighs> well so it was, was the no, end that was yeah that was the end yeah end of the his second end. term but it was in production during yeah,
1: during yeah. the presidency. Can you believe it? Can you believe such a thing? Right.
0: So do you so, think we're going to get a Trump movie?
1: Because um, I'm pretty sure he's going to We already did get with Johnny Depp.
2: <laughs> oh, that's
0: right.
1: Did you ever watch that?
0: No, I didn't. I remember it came out. but. <laughs> it was Johnny Depp, play, did he play a pretty good Trump, I
1: think? It was, right? a, it was a passable Trump. Passable. It's better. It's much, I would say it's a better impersonation than Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, Alec Baldwin is like. Like a weird If I squint my eyes And mm-hmm. I look at a caricature From 30 miles away Yeah And I all I have like the idea The rough concept Of what Donald Trump is Yeah That could pass It's and no like, It's no uh, Dane Harmon Not
0: Dane Harmon uh, Dana Carvey
1: No uh,
0: Cause I thought Dana Carvey's was No
1: No not Dana Carvey Not Not yeah. not What's the name George Bush No um, t- uh, Harmond. Bill Harmon Dave Harmon Who are you talking about the Guy from SNL Who did uh, Oh Trump Daryl pre- Hannah. Daryl Hanna Thank you Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah, yeah. Right
0: Well that man is a, a Fucking legend Yeah Yeah And he did He's Frank Caliendo Before Frank Caliendo
1: And he did Trump For years And years And yeah. years Well
0: Because that's what he really does
1: Really well And
0: then I remember When Then they stopped Daryl Hanna played George uh, When he played Bill Clinton Clinton Oh And I remember Trying to like imitate it just because he did it so well. He did so yeah. many things so well. It's like, and it was, I got, I got a, I could always do like a, all right, that's going right, to happen. Pretty, you know, good. pretty good. You know, but it was within the realm of possibility. Like it was, you could actually put them side by side and it wasn't like a caricature. Right. Alec Baldwin does a caricature of Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. And even Dana Carvey's uh, George HW Bush was, um, he had moments of seriousness in it. He always would kind of go a little crazy. He would always like, yeah,
1: yeah, know,
0: yeah. Take it, take it to the nth degree, but then come back to like a, you know, a couple sentences sure. of just being normal and just in his voice and everything. With that. it's in how Fred Armisen played Barack Obama. I mean, that was, mm, that was hilarious. Yeah.
1: And then there's uh, what's her name? Tina Fey as uh, uh, um,
0: as Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin. But again, even that was like grounded in reality a little bit. You know, I know we've talked about that before. But but but,
1: it's to the point where like people remember. I'd say the same thing with Dana Carvey, with his W and his Perot. uh, I mean, his George Bush and his Perot. They mm -hmm. were very much. uh, People remember and identify the caricature of it much more than the actual. I mean, if somebody's doing a Bill Clinton impersonation right now. They're they're doing Daryl Hannah. Yeah, they're it, doing know. the derivative of that. Right. Yeah. You know, same thing with W. I mean, with uh, George Bush and Perot. Yep, they're um, doing
0: Dana Carvey's impression and
1: Sarah Palin, and uh, it's just kind of weird. I don't but
0: know. with with that though, they had to they had to find the the actual voice, something relatable. It's because it can't constantly be a caricature. That's right. the thing about it. Like, because if you're always at if you're always at eleven. It's like any song You know If you're always at the top Of what the song At the peak of the song
1: Yeah you gotta have dynamics Yeah yeah.
0: So to be able to come back down Will Ferrell I thought did a great job With George W. Bush With his facial Not necessarily like His impression of it But like his facial Yeah his eyes Like how he would just Manipulate his face And then just leave those pauses Where it would still be A caricature for sure And probably more so Than like Dana Carvey's Or Daryl Hammond's Or anybody But
1: I think that was Will Ferrell He's like when he found out bush got elected he's like that's it i'm buying a boat <laughs> like thank god <laughs> thank god i'm um, i'm buying am i'm, I'm, I'm going to go buy, buy a boat, boat. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Cause i can do I that can, i can, do, I that can now. do that
0: for 8 years <laughs> well you imagine on eight, on snl if you're the f- if you're the first one cuz how many people played obama i mean fred armstrong wasn't the only one um or was he
1: i don't remember because I at that point in time, I I'd was married watch, with children. and Stopped watching SNL. And did not have access or yeah. wanted access to broadcast television. <laughs> so, Let's look up. It was before they started putting their clips on YouTube. Yeah, it was Fran Armisen. I,
0: I always thought there was one other person that did it. Did Michael Che take it over? Michael little? Che? Yeah, Michael Che took it over.
1: You know, because...
0: Well, because Fred Armisen left. <laughs> I mean.
1: Oh, right.
0: But again, to speak to Fred Armisen. Like to leave in the middle, leave SNL in the middle of a president that you can impersonate. Right. And be like, I just want to do something else.
1: I just, I got to go make some music. Just
0: that man. Named my dog after him.
1: In- incredible. I mean, just.
0: He's an incredible human being. I don't know him personally, but.
1: Fred Armisen is, he can just. He can do anything. He started doing advertisements for Google, though, which is like like just a bunch of Portlandia characters. Interesting. Yeah, where's this Portlandia? Like
0: on the internet or like what do you... uh, Yeah, I've seen it on YouTube. YouTube ads? Yeah. Yeah, you got to make a paycheck during this pandemic, you know?
1: Listen. Yeah, and it's just like him interacting with his Google dot or whatever.
0: Now, see, as much as I hate Google and <laughs> all that, I watch Fred Armisen.
1: I'll give it a pass because it's Fred Armisen. I <laughs> will watch Fred
0: Armisen fuck around with his Google dot.
1: It's, and just doing, I mean, just doing Portlandia characters.
0: I was listening to, uh, Bill Burr's podcast, uh, with Burt Kreischer and they were talking about Fred Armisen and, and, um, Bill Burr is a drummer as well. Like, right. he, he drums. Right? Right. I think he'd consider himself a drummer, but he had this idea of doing, you, you remember all those bad, like eighties, nineties instructional videos of how to play. They had them for like guitar and bass and yeah. drums and everything yeah. like that. And they all very, they were all very like, yes. um, I guess Just They are patterned After each other basically. Right, right So they became Very uh, choreographed Boring like That's the word I'm looking for And uh, so Bill Burr Had the story Of like I want Way back in the day Like he's like oh, I want to do like a, a mock drum Video <laughs> and everything Like that And I guess It was too, I mean probably Like 10 years ago Or something like that And he was telling A buddy of his Like Oh, I want to do that. I want to do like a mock drum video. And he's like, oh, yeah, like Fred Armisen already did that. Like, oh, he did? Yeah, he already did. Like, he already did that. Like, and he watched it and he was so pissed. He's like, ah, oh,
2: oh, man, man. Yeah. Yeah. He nailed
0: everything. He nailed everything, like the wardrobe, <laughs> like the little things that they do. He just nailed it all. And he's like, who would have think to do that? Like, yeah. It was Fred like, Armisen. Fred yeah. Armisen would, would fucking do that. His that, stand that, up for that's, drummers that's, was awesome. I, I
1: did not like it. You didn't like it? No, I did. It, it didn't make me laugh that I'm, much. it's just like, oh, it's just... Does Fred Armisen just need, like... Could you play the drums? I do play the drums, but not, like... Do you consider yourself a drummer? uh, Like, in, in like, the most loosest sense.
0: Then I don't think you're a drummer, actually. If you didn't find it funny.
1: I mean, listen, I got... I found it a little bit funny. I got the jokes. (laughs) You know? But but, I don't
0: consider myself a drummer.
1: But I didn't... Like, as far as stand-up goes, I did not, like...
0: It was... It was not. It, Subversive humor. Like, he yes. was.
1: Him, like, the idea of him, like, doing his bits. And that was fine. But, but it was just like, and here's this bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, okay. Now but we're going to go do, a, that's we're part go of his do comedy. this bit. That's
0: part of his comedy, is that?
1: Maybe, like, it, maybe if I saw another Fred Armisen comedy special. I would love Which, to see
0: him try to do just straight stand up.
1: I, I would I mean, okay, and then I can make and maybe he's just not good at stand up. That's I mean, that's that's what I leaned more towards that he's just not good at stand up. He's good at like taking on a character and living in a character mm-hmm. and like being that character so you can't see him. Yeah. And he does that with grace and poise and aplomb. <laughs> <laughs> and just amazing. But whether or not like it's It's is it funny? Is the words he's saying funny? Mm -hmm. Or it the character being is just a funny, odd character.
0: Well I think that's a lot of it it's again like humor, comedy in general. It's a it's a wide umbrella. And being good at stand up comedy doesn't necessarily make you a good comedic actor. Right. And make being a good comedic actor doesn't necessarily make you you a stand up. Everything can make you laugh. And yes. uh some people are good comedic writers that can't yeah. perform comedically. Right. Um, and then vice versa as yeah, well.
1: You don't like John Mullaney's stand up.
0: I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of John Mullaney's stand up, but I I find things that he writes to be funny. Yeah. And um what we watched that kids special um that he did. Oh right? yeah. Yeah, did, didn't we? Um I found moments of that funny, but not yeah. like not like laugh out loud. Oh my God. I need to watch this again. Yeah. Like I found, um, the co-op, you know, in which he wrote, you know, right. like, right. um, and he was in, I thought it was my, my favorite thing I've seen John Mulaney in, uh, was the co-op. I oh, was yeah. like, if he can be that guy more, just this yeah. cigarette smoking asshole, I would watch that a <laughs> lot. I would watch that a lot. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I enjoy, I have enjoyed most of John Mulaney stuff. I don't know why I can tell you why, mm-hmm. but, and again, it's not that I think it's
0: bad. It's it's, there are comedians where I'm watching and I'm like, this is bad. This is rough. Like right. I don't, um, and they're all escaping me right now, but
1: anything down at the diamond Joe.
0: Well, of course, anything at a casino, that's not somebody that you know before, um, <laughs> is going to be very rough and awkward. Right. Have you, I mean, outside of. That one show you and I went to Have you seen many bad comedians I know you don't
1: go Well I just I don't I don't go to Mm comedians And also like I don't know For me I remember as a kid Like thinking Oh I think I'm gonna do stand up Mm -hmm. I think I'd I'd really like to do stand up
0: Would you ever try it?
1: Um you know I tried a little bit Like just You've tried it? Well not like really No Like at Catholic youth camp I'm saying Oh yeah I think I regaled you with that story But maybe I don't know Anyhow Have
0: you regaled the audience though? No
1: I don't Well maybe but anyhow, to the point. what I was going through, like, I've also watched a lot of Star Church at the same time, mm-hmm. and just saw a lot of bad comedy, and yeah. also a lot of just like clicking on, oh hey, Comedy Central, oh got stand up, half hour, and it's just like this is garbage, this is awful, mm-hmm. I'm not laughing at all. I tried stand up once, maybe twice, at Catholic Youth Camp, CYC.
0: That's that's where you want to try stand up <laughs> comedy is right. that a Catholic US camp.
1: And uh I mean I did I had a couple what was the I had a couple bits. What's up with this Judas guy? Uh no. I had a bit uh doing an impersonation of uh Johnny Carson interviewing Dolly Parton.
0: Okay. Did you play
1: both characters? <laughs> Playing both characters. Okay. And the gist of it was that she would get liposuction out of her ass to be put in her breasts. That
0: this, Did this go over at Catholic Youth camp? I mean,
1: it was not really.
0: No? <laughs> so how did you okay and it just do you remember me. the setup or anything like that
1: no it's just oh it's just a bad dana Carvey impersonation of johnny carson <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that's it yep that And was then just it. a big boob just,
2: dolly parton and just like was it her uh, rationale high, not high-pitched, not high-pitched.
1: and not like and that's it no i mean not really dolly parton impression. yeah but
0: was it just was the punchline of the joke just how did how did her boobs get so big
1: I think that might have been it good. Now Dolly Tell me uh, How does your booms Get so open? big Okay <laughs> That's that's fine That's a nice little <laughs> simple joke yeah. It's I mean it wasn't good yeah. And then I had a whole long bit about You know Real topical It was O.J. Simpson Okay <laughs> And just like Man this is just ridiculous Like how much news coverage
0: Wait was there a microphone <laughs> involved Yeah Oh sweet Did, was <laughs> no, there a no, mic stand no 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 just me holding on to him mate. you do that you do the johnny carson yeah. dolly parton bit to get him going and then you take the microphone off the stand to start doing the hard-hitting oj <laughs> stuff i <laughs> think you set the microphone off to the, the microphone stand off to the side. the side it's like all right how about this oj simpson guy here <laughs> not very christian if you ask me
1: <laughs> but the yeah the the gist of the bit was like man how much media coverage Are we getting to this? Mm -hmm. I'm about ready. I wish they'd just (laughs) abolish all of it from
0: all. You're talking to a bunch of like 12, (laughs) 13 year olds.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just like, I wish they'd just go ahead and just make an all OJ channel, you know, (laughs) and just leave the rest of the TV free of it. If you really (laughs) care about OJ, you can just go to that channel and and you'd just be like, Hey, what's uh, tonight on the OJ channel. Right. We're going to go through his laundry basket. That's not horrible. Is there any clues in there?
0: That's not horrible, man.
1: (laughs) I thought it was okay. Yeah, well, that's a good Just bit. like, Because uh, that's what they're down to. Because there's nothing, there's nothing else going on with this OJ case. There's, it's just like, you know, they're just milking this thing dry. And this is where we're at. Yeah. And I'd much rather just went to somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Give me back home and
1: <laughs> Just let me just watch. I wish Dateline NBC would focus on something else. Am <laughs> I right? Prime time, they're all over it too. It's awful. Like
0: all the counselors are <laughs> laughing their ass off. Oh, he's right. He's right. right. he's right. He's right. He's right
1: on the ball with but this guy. Was, yeah, that was about it. That's good. That's good. I, 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 oh, I forgot. I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, so uh, every year at the Iowa State Fair, okay, there's the Bill O'Reilly talent. Not Bill O'Reilly. Bill Riley. Bill Riley.
0: Okay. Completely different person,
1: totally different guy. Bill Riley talent show,
0: okay,
1: and you had to had tryouts to try to make it
0: onto his on, talent yeah. search or right. talent show
1: for the talent show at the state fair, and I did stand up for that. Okay, and it's like you, yeah, if you want to do stand up comedy, it's got to be four minutes,
0: <laughs> like which is a ton of time,
1: <laughs> and, and that's what it is. I, I'm trying to remember uh, what was the. The only bit I can remember from that was like, Man, why is PETA always going after all these old ladies in fur coats, you know? Why aren't they just standing outside of biker bars just throwing paint on those, huh? <laughs> What's good? <laughs> What's the uh, why aren't they going after I mean they're just, it's just as bad, right? They're just like come on. That's not a bad bit. <laughs> I I see what you guys are doing over there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah.
0: Develop it a little bit, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that. I mean
1: that's not horrible. I've yeah, seen I mean, worse. I've literally seen worse. For fourteen worse. year old me, that was proud that was yeah. about that was about as good as I got. It's
0: better than shitting on your ex girlfriends for not putting out as much as they should have. <laughs> right. Which and we've that also been like, seen open for people. That
1: would have been a hard turn for a fourteen year old. Yeah, me. it's a hard turn
0: for anybody. I mean it doesn't I don't know if you know this, but uh, you know, spousal abuse isn't really that funny. But uh
1: Well, I don't know.
0: It depends on how you do it, right?
1: <laughs> right. But I love my wife. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> no, that's pretty
1: good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, but four I, minutes though. I mean, people don't understand how long, long it feels. I mean, being a musician, being on stage, right. I can play songs and everything like that, and so that's uh, time is, you can, is no, different.
1: You can noodle your way through four minutes, easy. Yeah, and even if I you s- fuck up,
0: you can move on to something else. I seen
1: it in that drum solo yesterday. Well, oh, but was, uh, was that a four-minute drum solo?
0: Most drum solos are, you know, (laughs) most drum solos are long. Yeah. But four minutes of trying to make someone laugh when an average joke is probably like 15, 30 seconds, maybe, you know, right. Depending on how much you want to, that's why I always think the great comedians do the, the examples of three and they just, they just build that out, you know, like you're,
1: and then you got to get, get the call back in there.
0: Yeah. Well, the callback is what makes you king, you know, right. If you can tie it all together with a bow, what Dave Dave Chappelle had the the great one then I then I punched her in the pussy he did the whole thing with the <laughs> I'm so good I just had the the tagline for the I joke that. and that was great and it was great it was like oh yep that's why and what was the other one it took us on a long ride
1: was it meeting Michael Jackson or OJ Simpson was it
0: like well Bill Cosby and, he did the it, one with the uh rate just the a little f- bit to be a superhero
1: no no he had a Chappelle had like a you know hey I've met OJ Simpson. Three times. Oh or, yeah, or I think it was I think it was OJ.
0: Yeah, it was OJ. He met him three times. <laughs> and just once before everything was going on with Nicole, right? And then another time in I don't remember. I forget the middle one, but the third time was in Florida,
1: and um, but anyway, anyway, talking about threes. Yeah, and just when he can start, he starts the story, and the th- and just totally non sequitur. Adenori, and the third time I met OJ Simpson, mm-hmm. and I'm laughing because. It, yep. It's set up. It's a callback. I love it.
0: But that's, you know, people say he's the best and he is, he is probably the best. It's it, arguing like the best comedians is yeah. like arguing that's, the best bands. Like they're all they the best, back. the best comedians are the best comedians. That doesn't yeah. matter. Like whatever order you put them in, it doesn't really fucking matter. Right. Right. Because, but they're understanding their craft, understanding how to control an audience, understanding how to like lead yeah. an audience down a path. Right. To get you to this place that you're gonna feel comfortable in and then to throw to throw an on sequitur like the third time Dude. I met OJ, you know? Yeah. And
1: You gotta lay that groundwork.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you have to be really comfortable on stage. You have to be right. very comfortable.
1: Yeah. I'm comfortable. Like I'm not I think it's I'm a, a I'm a am a I'm gonna go and say I'm a natural performer. I don't know about you. If you know this, but you carry the podcast. I've been saying that for years,
0: <laughs> which is weird because we've only been doing the podcast this year. <laughs> Since... But you have been saying it. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's I weird. keep
1: bringing it up. Yeah, but it's like I. But being comfortable you. on stage, yes,
0: is yeah. a thing. I think with a lot of like stand-up comedians, like coming up, getting used to being comfortable on stage is a whole lesson that has to be learned. I remember, right? Um, my closest experience with doing comedy on stage we as a child i want to even say i was like might have been 11 or 12 mm-hmm. we went to a comedy sports which is like improv oh, comedy sure yeah and everything with that yeah and there was a um there was a audience participation thing where you'd come up and
1: classic improv
0: classic improv thing right so they'd come up and it was it a was full house and i can't even remember exactly what the hell I said something along the lines of like collecting moths or something like whatever the context yeah. of it was but it got a laugh yeah, and got funny. a laugh and I got a laugh from the the people yeah. performing and yeah. I it. It was like
1: oh this, this is it, something this is cool like it, it, listening, a bug. listening to comedians talk about like you know the first time they really got a good reaction mm-hmm. out of telling a joke and it's just like and just how it's really chasing that dragon. You know I mean? Just it, it
0: was. <laughs> so in that specific situation, like I remember for the, I forget how it played out. It was so long ago, but the, all the people were like, Hey, great job afterwards and everything with like that. And I heard, overheard a conversation of these people talking about the, the show yeah. and they're like that kid with the bit about the catching the mods thing. Wow. That was funny. Or, you know, it was just like sure. a compliment that I wasn't a part of. That oh. They weren't telling it to me. It was like. We ended up staying for the second show, and then I was like, "I want to do everything. I want to be on like like, oh, yeah. like if they need yeah. a, a you know a volunteer for anything." Sure, but again, chasing it's that usually not or, how this works, right? Exactly, which is <laughs> which is the thing. Like, yeah, it's uh no,
1: no, that's so, usually not how this works.
0: But again, it's chasing that dragon, and I um, make
1: three times what you make.
0: Well, it was comedy, sports, <laughs> in Davenport. Well, uh. three times of nothing <laughs> is still nothing. So yeah.
1: No, I'm joking. But, uh, yeah, I mean, improv for me, like, I don't know. I mean, I went to all states. Well, and improv. improv is different than stand-up, which, is right, I, right. which
0: I get. But the, the the feeling of people laughing. Would, did anyone laugh when you were doing your
1: uh, youth camp stuff? I don't remember. Interesting. So I honestly, probably no. I, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit.
0: What about your talent uh, audition? A little bit. Did you get... Uh, selected I
1: did, I did not get my Card punched To go to Des Moines <laughs> It was I don't even remember Like who went I think It was a girl singer I think I can't remember
0: Classic Wow <laughs> No I know That's <laughs> and I pass up the redheaded yeah. kid For a girl singer He was sitting there I bet just, she sang some Dolly just Parton dra-
1: Just dropping some Real Just real great Topical jokes mm-hmm. About PETA You know <laughs> I don't think uh, That's a fine bit I think <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was okay For a For, 12 yeah. year old 12 13 year old
0: Like What else do you want Yeah what else do you want from me
1: I don't remember I wish I could remember
0: yeah. What's up with this new Star Wars movie These <laughs> things suck
1: huh? uh, mm, You might have had some Star Wars no, material oh. No But it, been, it might, might have been Before that Yeah
0: I, um, I just I think it's It's one of those things That can be It's incredibly difficult To do I think there's a lot to get over. But if you've if you gotten over some of the things, and some people are just naturally born for the stage, not like sure. you or I or anything. But um,
2: <laughs>
0: <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can get over but it, like, y- that's, that's, that's the thing where that, some yeah. people are funny. They're funny when they're comfortable, yes. but then they're on the stage and they're not comfortable and yeah. they can't be funny. Um, I always go back. There's this comedian we saw last year in uh, uh, New York. But he was very uncomfortable But he used it to his advantage And mm. it made me just fucking die But
1: I mean as long as it's part of the bit You know I, I mean here's the deal Like I love that super weird dry stuff Like Zach Galifianakis mm-hmm. His work um, Mitch Hedberg I mean yep. just super dry yep. Just super dry stuff There's a great There's a great um, Mitch Hedberg's Comedy Central special yeah right, uh, which has all of his great bits, yeah. you know I'm gonna file it under it's one of the, the better
0: comedy central uh specials for donut, like we don't need to bring ink and paper into this.
1: we do not need to bring ink and paper into this transaction <laughs> um there's an unedited version of it on YouTube that I watched
2: mm-hmm.
1: where he was just dying, yeah,
0: the audience did not react just to like
1: it. he has n- they are not buying what he's selling. Mm-hmm. I've at heard that. All and just, but slowly, very slowly got them warmed up mm-hmm. enough to, oh, this is what this crazy man is doing. This crazy man is doing it like this. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, in that context, yes, this is funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, like winning over an audience. I mean, how, yeah. I mean, we've had to do it with music and stuff where, you're and you really have to read the room i mean i know we've talked about it a lot mm-hmm. but when when we walk into a place you know that we've played before even a place that we haven't played before i'm i'm initially reading the room i'm sitting yeah. down i'm like all right i'm looking out gonna these need more are, yacht rock this time yeah where well, these people are gonna want a little something else and i don't want to my own horn but generally i'm i'm pretty right as far as the like, Reading the room, some yeah. people you can just tell like they just want to sit and listen. They don't want to. They don't want to hear loud fucking rock music. How about right. how many bands don't have that switch to go to? Like they walk in like this is what we do. Don't care who's here, and we're in the wrong room, and now we're gonna make everyone's night suck.
1: This is what we're doing. Yep. Here's the deal. Steve Hemmer. Okay. I love listening to him talk about being a wedding DJ, mm-hmm. and just how he talks about knowing how to read the room. And working the crowd and understanding how do you get all of those you know all the things you gotta get done done, but also pleasing this group in this group in this group in this group, mm-hmm. and having a a wide knowledge of music, and being able to sew all of that those pieces together and make a truly American quilt right. <laughs> out of that experience and like knowing how to work a crowd. Uh, I I'm like, dude, you could just make, you could go right now, record your stream of consciousness when it comes to wedding DJs mm-hmm. and sell a gazillion copies of it because I don't know how many times I've been and seen horrible, horrible wedding DJs or just horrible DJs in general.
0: Yeah. Cause they're doing, they don't have another switch. They don't have a place to go. Like that's where right. a comedian or a comedian or a musician um, can switch on the fly. Like if, if you're reading the room wrong, let's say you're in a room where, Mm -hmm. you've been playing you know slow stuff and then all of a sudden you find out that like everyone just wants to dance like that's you you've come someone comes up and tells you yada 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 i don't know what it's like for a comedian maybe a heckler says something or something like that where you know you have to shift gears well if you can't shift gears then you're stuck then you're just doing what you're doing the rest of the night but if you have the ammo or the knowledge to be able to move on to the next thing you can gain them over over time and i remember we played a number of You know, biker bars or, you know, more seedier places and stuff like that where you walk in and they you don't look like them. So it's different. First off, you don't know them. They've never heard of you, Mm -hmm. and which is a huge thing with bands like in this. If they've never heard of you, then you have to prove yourself from from day one, you know, from the first song. on. Right. But if you can play a couple songs or like, oh, pretty good. Like all of a sudden they're your best fucking friend. Now they won't leave you alone. And (laughs) right. Um, that's a double-edged sword Yeah <laughs> Because sometimes You just want them To fucking leave you alone But um, And it's a lot of things too Like if you If you can If they request a song And you can play that song mm-hmm. And you do it well Then again You're in their back pocket you're, They're in your back pocket Honestly But yeah. it's uh, It's It saves you from the room Turning on you And Sure I've never had a room Like turn on me Before like a comedian But also that's not Kind of the environment For musician I guess like you tolerate music more so than you tolerate stand up comedy, if that makes sense.
1: Right. You generally don't go you, to you, a stand up comedy show and then just blatantly ignore them.
0: Yeah. Or have
1: a conversation. I'm gonna ignore what's happening on stage and I'm just gonna sit here and have a conversation with these guys right here. Because I'd much rather have that than
0: Well, and I've been in that situation as an audience member where there people are doing that to a comedian and the comedian like calls them out on it and like Multiple times it makes the whole situation awkward. Whereas, like a musician, they're not going to like stop the show because they're like, Hey, mm-hmm. excuse me, table two, you're not listening. What the fuck? What What's, the hell's going on? What are you doing? Like, you're yeah. talking over my song. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm this, here. You're at my show. Okay? I'm a real
1: person. Please give me attention. Yeah, because I need it.
0: And again, that's the true difference between music and comedy is that you need to listen to comedy in order for it to be entertaining and right. to get it. Music can be in the background. And you'd be like, "Yeah, it wasn't enough for us to leave, and we had a pleasant night." You know, that's Yes. and we got everything still. Maybe you didn't get every little nuance of the music, but it's it's interesting though. With the stage, with just being comfortable on stage, being comfortable in front of a crowd, yeah, you know.
1: And you are comfortable being in front of a crowd. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are used to it.
0: Yeah, there is. Yeah, I played in front of very very big crowds and very very small crowds, and
1: yeah. What's the biggest crowd you played in front of?
0: Maybe a thousand people Yeah yeah, yeah That's a good so open. We opened for a few bands or so Little forward. Big Town We didn't open for Little Big Town But yeah a few thousand Maybe a thousand people I would say Steve Miller Band We didn't do that for Steve Miller Band um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Rascal Flats
0: No nope. No? No nope. They never asked us
1: Rascal Flats never asked you? No They had to cancel their farewell tour that's too bad. That's awesome. <laughs> no, no. Oh. I couldn't tell you a single Fratell so flat song ever.
0: Well, they did a. Sh- I mean, they didn't. A- they they basically redid uh, Life Is a Highway the same oh, way that Tom right, Cockney did. Right,
1: right. When
0: you redo a song, you know you want to add your little twist to it, but they they just. I mean, first off, that song doesn't need any redoing at all. It's a perfect <sighs> gem.
1: I well, no, I don't care about that song.
0: Life is a highway. Oh my God! Well.
1: Hold on. Right now I wipe life as a highway from the collective memory of everybody ever. Wow. Okay. How much does the world change? Wow. Okay. For Rascal Flats a lot.
0: For Rascal Flats a lot, sure. But
1: everybody else.
0: Um it's a it's a great song. It was a great time period of music where
1: As compared to, I don't know.
0: Two Tickets to Paradise by Eddie Money?
1: If you wiped away Eddie Money's entire catalog. Wow. Why isn't You're there? You're speaking
0: a, ill of the dead, sir.
1: Why isn't Why hasn't there been an Eddie Money uh, biopic yet? That's my question.
0: There should be. A, I mean, the stories I've heard a little bit of him running around. I think it was San Francisco is where he came up.
1: Oh, know. I was hoping you just go into like you getting a VHS. Like stories I've heard about him just handing out VHS copies <laughs> of his work to <laughs> drivers I, in Iowa.
0: Yeah, I was tipped a VHS of his concert by Eddie Money himself. <laughs> yeah. On VHS. Hey, thanks, guy. Thanks, kid. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I wish there was yeah. Yeah. And he golfed with my dad. He golfed with your dad? This is that's yeah. a new story. That's
0: a new little wrinkle to it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You and your dad just golfed. No, no, no. I didn't you, golf with I him. Mean, I had to dad... drive
0: Eddie Money to the uh Debut Country Club to cause Go he's a golfer because he was a golfer. Eddie Money was. And so R. during B. the day he wanted to golf. And so uh my dad and a friend of my dad uh went out golfing with Eddie Money and um little inside baseball. My dad is not a fan of Eddie Money. And he's like, that's why you don't do drugs. That's why he, this guy was all over the place. And I was like, first off, I I love this man, okay? Yeah. I love Eddie Money right now. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. He gave me don't, a VHS. Don't, so, don't, so, no, yeah. he hadn't given me the VHS yet. At dad, just point. don't leave. He's like, leave Eddie Money out of this, okay? This man's a rock star. This man well, has two and, tickets to paradise. And
1: also, here, get this. Like, judging people's life choices about how good of a golfer, golfer they are mm-hmm. is a bad also, yeah. Dad, I've seen you golf. Yeah, but it was it was You're, one of those you things you can be all over the place too.
0: Yeah, so it was one of those things like I'm not I'm not listening to you, of course. And first off, if you want to party and rock and roll and be a rock star, you know, Eddie money that, will that's show you what how. I wanted to do. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna side with the rock star in the situation, <laughs> you know.
1: I mean, he just gets to go golfing. He gets to go
0: golfing during the day, and he gets paid money to play music at night, and then he tipped his driver a VHS copy of his own concert and then left. And that's what happened.
1: That sounds like my slice of heaven, if you ask me. Exactly. The
0: man spent $0 today. $0. He got all the food paid for, played a country club, got paid, and just went off into the darkness.
1: And played his three songs.
0: Yeah. Well it's probably closer to 5 as far as like no, not mm, like uh, known known songs. He's got the hits of Take Me Home Tonight and Two Tickets to Paradise and Shaken is the
1: uh you'd know Shaken if you heard I it. I would know Shaken if I heard it. Okay. Yeah,
0: much like I'd know that I would know that guy that we Bobby Bobby Cabanal? Yeah. As much as I would know that guy, you would know the song Shaken.
1: Yeah. Um sure. Yeah, why I'm trying to think of like some bad Rock biopics that are out there. I don't know. I mean, most of them. I mean, most of them. are Going
0: back to Oliver Stone and The Doors. I mean, Oliver I,
1: Stone and The Doors.
0: I don't like The Doors to begin with, but <laughs> I mean, and I like Val Kilmer. You know? Yeah.
1: Between Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, like,
0: I haven't seen. Either
1: I either. had zero interest in when someone any tells of me those. the best
0: part of Bohemian Rhapsody is when it, they did a shot-for-shot shot remake of, of live the Aid. Live Aid show. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Then I'll just watch the Live
1: Aid show. Like, is there an HD version of it? No, that's the question. But I don't, I mean, right. That's, that's dumb. Hey, yeah, sure. What's his name? Remy Malik is a good stand in for.
0: Yeah. For Freddie Mercury.
1: Freddie Mercury. But,
0: but no. Also, I mean, I love behind the music. And f- first off, a rock biopic. I can't think of a good one. Honestly. I can't think. I of mean, that. the, the loosely. Walk
1: hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah.
0: The, the parody of all Rock musicians' uh, lifestyle. I love. that I mean, um, I remember as a kid, Mark Wahlberg's rock star spoke to me as a as a uh, teenager. Yeah. But it doesn't hold up. But that's loosely. Based oh, it doesn't on, hold up. That's loosely based on uh, the second lead singer of Judas Priest, Is Judas Priest. I believe. I think it's yeah. Judas Priest. Yeah, where they found him in a crowd and sure that. But
1: also, hold on. I want to say that there was the same thing with uh, Journey. Yeah, Journey, after Steve that's, Perry left, yeah, Steve Perry no more Journey seconds. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, there is. I think uh, that was an audition tape. I think was that audi- was. He uh, sent an audition yeah.
1: tape, and he's like, "Oh, this guy can." Because I know
0: those two are convoluted. Because yeah, Rob Halford famously left Judas Priest, but then yeah, I think that's. I think Rockstar is based on Judas Priest. On Judas Priest. And then. Um, oh yeah, Journey
1: right, because I want to say like. The lead singer that left the band that Mark Wahlberg took over. Like, left
0: in the middle of the show. He, no, or, he, no, he didn't. No. He
1: okay. left because he had AIDS and he was gay. I Maybe. I think. Having seen the movie once mm-hmm. when it first came out back in 2000, yeah, that is my recollection.
0: Cute Jennifer Aniston.
1: I, nope. I couldn't remember that at all. I just remember... Who's the the guy from The Wire? Like the one detective from The Wire was his brother, I think. Oh. Also the bad, I mean, also the bad guy from The Wedding Singer.
0: I haven't gotten. I mean, I'm. I haven't gotten past the third episode of The Wire, so.
1: It's the main white guy from The Wire. Okay. He's British. He's a is he British or Australian? I don't know. Idris
0: Elba is British, but he's not Idris white.
1: Elba, yeah, right? God, I, I, great! I love Idris Elba. I really do.
0: My problem is, is I first saw him as Charles Minor and I always, I will always (laughs) You'll always hold a grudge. Yeah. Because he's Charles. Don't try to ruin my show, man. (laughs) So you try, that's what he tried to do on the show. I mean, he was trying to ruin everything. It's great. It's great writing. It's great writing to like, hey, things are going too well. Let's, let's throw a wrench into everyone's life here right now. Let's everything. Let's just do 180. Michael Scott's going to leave. Jim's not going to be liked, you know. Right. But again, it felt like on the flip side of the not good writing, you know, uh, side, it felt like the things that like Idris Elba would get mad at Jim about were like stupid things. Like they were just like things like we're just going to make him not like Jim.
1: Right. Right.
0: Like there's a whole, the rundown bit where you're like, why wouldn't just clarify what you want in the rundown? Just right. it's, a, it's a simple question. It doesn't require this whole, Long played get, out I'm multiple get ang- scene.
1: I'm gonna get angry at you. Yeah. Because you're not thinking. Yeah, I know.
0: Uh, Jim ducking when uh, Idris Elba kicked the soccer ball and then hit Phyllis in the face. It's right. it's stuff like that. Like, oh, if you're a soccer player, why'd you duck? He's like, well, I, I just ducked. I, there's no explanation that's needed. It's not a yeah. damning thing that I ducked or anything like that. But that I, yeah, I don't know. Kind of. It's it's good writing and then bad writing at the
1: same time. What movie do you want to see Idris Elba in right now?
0: What movie do I want to see Idris Elba in right now?
1: How about? How I about, think he's a good
0: actor. I just don't. Yeah. I does i I don't, I don't know. I are don't. you
1: angry? Like I don't know. There was like people trying to make him James Bond, the next James Bond. Sure, he could play James Bond. He could. Well, I'm no. Why him. couldn't he? I don't want him to. Why not? Uh, because I think he's too old. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. So you're an ageist I'm an ageist <laughs> That's I, perfectly fine I'm done with Old James Bonds Like
0: that's When was the last I mean Were you a fan of James Bonds Cause yeah. I never I mean I remember Watching them Like when they would run uh, Like the 24 hour like marathons. marathons I'd watch yeah. it That was That was kind of like Shark Week You know I yeah. I, I would watch it then And that I would like be fun
1: Sean Connery I don't mind Roger Moore
0: I don't have a favorite one I mean Sean Connery
1: Come on that's just like the Yeah he's that's just the, the most iconic, probably. Right. Bit.
0: But uh. I didn't mind Daniel Craig. That's how that's the, my go to reaction, though, to a James Bond is like, I didn't yeah. mind it. I didn't mind it. Yeah. You know, it's as much as I love like the first Mission Impossible. I've watched oh, a number of them. Afterwards. God, I, love,
1: I love the whole series of Mission Impossible.
0: Every one of them kind of after the first one was kind of like, yeah, I didn't mind it. It was it was good. I mean, I'm, again, good, not great
1: it's weird. Like I had this conversation about like kind of how forgettable kind of they are How kind of they have but I've rewatched some, I mean not rewatched some, I've rewatched pretty much all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've watched them multiple times and I really liked them all. And I really liked how I really liked how it, each director really put their stamp on it. Like up until Chris from Macquarie who blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> But I thought it was Jack Reacher. No, he no he directed he Jack do... he directed Jack Reacher oh, as well. Cool. I don't
0: watch those movies, so
1: the first Jack Reacher was good.
0: Like, that, and, I think that was our first podcast we talked we about. We talked about Jack, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher.
1: Anyhow, Mission Impossible. Still haven't watched him. Mission Impossible, like each director put their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Uh oh gosh, who who directed the first one? because it's somebody totally out of left field who has absolutely when you think about Mission Impossible today uh has no business directing a Mission Impossible movie. Ah uh, god, who can I Mishmon. Uh Mission Impossible Who was it? It was
2: Brian, Brian De-, De
1: Palma. Fucking De Palma. Mm-hmm. Uh directed the first and it really and it you, you, has that little bit of grittiness. Has that?
0: I remember seeing the trailer for this movie, and yeah. being so excited about it, and then really being excited by the fact that because it it's PG thirteen, correct? Yes. Yeah. So being excited that I would be old enough to see it in theaters, uh, that I was going to like get a chance to see it, and uh,
1: yeah, we did. We yeah, Brian De Palma did the first one. Mm -hmm. And then John Woo John Woo Did Mission Impossible 2 Which I watched I think in New York Or in Canada I was on an Same place I was on an FFA trip And I convinced everybody to go watch it Mm -hmm. And was very disappointed (laughs) And very like uh, Like guilty that I You know made everybody go watch it (laughs) Um, And then the third one Was J.J. J. Abrams And you know oh, okay. Had his J.J. J. And then the fourth was
0: one Was that the first one Was Simon Pegg In it the third Yes one? Okay. Yeah
1: And then the fourth one Was Brad Bird Who I love Brad Bird I wish I'd love Um, I love The Incredibles I love Iron Giant <laughs>
0: Um, That was Was that the one With the plane Is that the one Where he did The um, The plane Stunt No No
1: No Nope. Okay. I was, can't tell you the last
0: one I've watched, honestly. I know I've watched one of the recent ones,
1: but... Uh, it was I, the, That was the fifth one, which I couldn't tell you the name of it. Ghost Street. So Ghost Protocol... Ghost Protocol. Was the fourth one that Brad Bird did with the... Uh, that was with the Dubai... That was the main... I haven't seen it. Do yourself a favor. Mm, I don't know. Uh... Yeah. So then, fall, so Fallout, Fallout, and I'm trying to remember what the what the next one is. Fallout was Christopher McQuarrie, and then this last one was Christopher McQuarrie, and now the one they're filming now is also
0: just never let it die. He
1: he's just like he's just uh. And it's again, I think
0: Tom Cruise is an interesting. They found they
1: found they found a good working relationship. Yeah. That between those two. They found a good working relationship those two. I mean, I don't know how or why, but well, whatever works for
0: you guys. And Tom Cruise is one of those actors though like where when he's good in something, he is he is pretty good. Yeah. I, again, like the good not great. Like in American Made he is awesome. I love that movie. Have you seen that one? I
1: haven't watched that one. That was about drug running, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Do yourself a favor. Do, um,
1: that's my bet.
0: Okay. Do yourself a <laughs> favor and go watch American Made. I'll watch. <laughs> you name the Mission Impossible movie to watch, and I'll watch. I'll watch that while you watch American Made. I really like, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying, like Tom Cruise, like Tom Cruise. I, I I've talked about The Color of Money. I'm a big fan of that movie, and I know you haven't watched it. Um, yeah,
2: I I mean, I,
1: I've looked for it. I'm not paying money. I'm a stingy son of a bitch. That's know, the problem. I
0: know. I know. To me, when I was a kid, the idea of having a movie delivered to your television was... I thought of it. I loved it. I was like, oh, my God. You know, because I used to ride my bike to, like, the the movie rental store, whatever it would be, Family Video or Blockbuster. And... Um,
1: Where was your house at this point? Um, I mean, we pro- it was probably...
0: I mean, it was a good long bike hit, ride. Hit trek. me with
1: some geography here, just so I can. I mean, imagine. for our
0: listeners, like it, it was probably, it was probably a five or six mile bike ride. I would say to get to the the family video. So. And then if we could go down the hill to the grocery store, which had a smaller selection. Um, we can go down and get that, and that was much much closer. Yeah. But um, if I wanted, if I wanted a specific movie, you know, if I wanted, sure. if I wanted to watch uh you know, The Color of Money or whatever, I want yeah. to go rent that. That's not going to be at you know the local grocery store, right? Um. But no, it was it was a truck, so it would be like, all right, I'm gonna take half the day, you know, to drive to ride right. my bike all the way to a place, you know, to get the movies, get the movies in a bag. You know, and then drive them all the way back and then have movies because summertime was just basically me being alone. So
1: it's me being alone. I, that's that fun. A lot. But yeah, yeah, it was fun, though.
0: Um, And the amount of like rainy days where we couldn't do it, where we couldn't drive and make it happen. I was like, oh, my God, what? what if I could just order it on my television and it would just happen. So every time I see something on Amazon that I can just rent. I'm like, I always just think of that You I'm just like, do it My my 12 year old self Would have paid for this In a heartbeat So I'm gonna pay for it Yeah Fine Three dollars No problem but, Sure But Tom Cruise He can be great he's, he, he can be great in things Yeah And then he And and that's where I kind of go back He's more He's probably just good He's probably not great Um,
2: I don't
1: know man I'm much Okay Pull up Tom Cruise's Discography
0: Or filmography His
1: filmography his discography, his discography is surprisingly is really, short. Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, Jean Renault. I think yeah. he
0: gets, I think he gets lampooned because of his personality, but I think yeah. him as an actor, I think he can really just mm-hmm. kill it. My God, they have two other, Mission Couple 7 and, and 8.
1: 8, uh, sure.
0: Okay, but if we go back to the beginning here. Okay. Risky Business, I love him in that. He's great. Mm-hmm. Legend. Legend, Top Gun. I mean, again, The Color of Money.
1: I almost made a cocktail joke tonight as I was flipping around a large zucchini. Yeah? <laughs> like, ever seen Cocktail? Oh, yeah. Seen as cocktail. I'm flipping around a <laughs> giant zucchini.
0: I mean, look, listen this run here. I mean, Legend, Top Gun, The Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview with the Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, Ma- yeah. Magnolia, but... I love Magnolia But it wasn't I love it That's one of my favorite movies But that's a fucking run That's a That's and a run
1: And here's the deal I would say Those were all here, Movies A You know And you've seen And more than likely enjoyed Yeah Like That's I mean I need to watch The Firm again Just so I could see Gene Hackman In a decent
2: Decent movie <laughs>
1: Decent uh, courtroom drama Um, But even
0: the run of Top Gun, Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July,
1: Days like, of Thunder,
0: d- Days of Thunder. I know, I know. Born on the Fourth of July had something to do with like Vietnam. No, no. Yes, I know the premise of the movie, <laughs> but that was his Oscar push. That was the push to uh, get, that, like we were talking about with yeah, other was actors,
1: Oscar movie.
0: Yeah, where you do movies to get yeah. to an Oscar, you know.
1: Yeah. Um. Golly, but even I even love like, Interview with the Vampire. Even like
0: Rain Man, though. Like, and Dustin Hoffman does a tremendous job in that. But was yeah. was Tom Cruise nominated for anything in that movie? Because he probably played, he
1: needed a Golden Globe. Globe. Not a Golden Glove.
0: Not a Golden Glove. He probably has
1: a Golden Glove. What would he play shortstop?
0: Yeah, probably. Maybe a second baseman. He's pretty short. Yeah. But his, again, he has good range. He has an ability to disappear into a role. Where most people that are, like, that big... Yeah. You just see them on stage Sure Or see them on film Like and then they're just Playing that person
1: It's like maybe Jeff
0: Goldblum Sure You know Jeff Goldblum plays him, Plays himself In pretty much every movie Or bit. And he's That's why he's hawking apartments right now um,
1: Yeah uh, Let's see Did they
0: I'm Trying to find awards here
2: mm.
0: Is it at the top? I thought of Oh there it is Okay
1: Won four Oscars, huh? That was Okay. Winner for Best Picture? Fuck off. Wow. Whoa.
0: Won Best Picture... Best
1: Actor, Best Director, Best Writing.
0: So, and Tom Cruise wasn't even nominated.
1: He should have been nominated for a supporting actor. Yeah. And That's what st- I'm saying. Like he... Let's pull that up. 1989 Oscars.
0: Well, um, he wasn't... Here's the nominees from the...
1: Yeah. Who uh, who won Best Supporting Actor?
0: Han Zimmer uh, was nominated Hans Zimmer for, for
1: nominated. Oh, that was that was a Han Zimmer score, huh? Best but, uh, best, Rain Man won best picture. It's a very quality movie.
0: Gene Hackman was nominated for uh, best actor in a leading role. The but the fact that Tom Cruise wasn't even nominated for best supporting actor because again. Dustin Hoffman does a great job in that movie, yeah. but he cannot do as good of a job if Tom Cruise does not grow along with him in that movie.
1: Yeah, right.
0: I mean, it really does take both. It's it's one of those movies where both have to be super strong. Otherwise, Dustin Hoffman's amazing acting ability sure. is going to tr- like overshadow Tom Cruise's inability to act. Right. Um, Here
1: is the. Ready for this? Ready for this list of best actor in supporting roles
0: that Tom Cruise was not nominated in.
1: I'll take movies I've never seen for a hundred. Alex, Running on Empty, River Phoenix was nominated. Right. Tucker, The Man and His Dream. Martin Lando. Little Dorrit. Alec Guinness. Married to the Mob. Married to the Mob. I think I might have. I've heard of. Yeah. Dean Stockwell. Kevin Klein won for a fish called Wanda. That's a movie I've known and seen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, and I would like to see that race between Tom Cruise and Kevin Klein. I would like that debate. I really would. Yeah, because Kevin Klein did a great job in Fish Called Wanda, a movie that I don't think actually holds up.
1: Oh yeah, mm, it's been a while.
0: I I recently, I mean, it's within the last maybe twenty year, years,
1: it's probably been twenty years since I've seen it. Within the last
0: it's... year, I've tried to show that to my wife. Is like,
1: oh, this this
0: is a good movie, and then we got about. Half hour and I was like, "I think this might have been a time and a place for me."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Not to say
0: that Kevin Klein didn't do a good job.
1: I don't remember uh, the accused. Jodie Foster won Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Dangerously Liaisons. I don't. Is that's this a just strong a,
0: actress of leading women, though.
1: Working Girl sounds familiar, and yeah, Working Girl. Also, I think I saw Gorillas in the Mist. The oh yeah, I think I watched that. But a Cry in the Dark, I don't think I've ever seen. Dangerous Liaisons, I don't think I've seen. No. The Qs, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen Working Girl either. Uh, this is just. How a, did
0: Working Girl gets so many. Like, first off, Sigourney Weaver was nominated for Best Supporting Actress and Best Lead uh, Best no, so Actress. Best in, Actress. In lead.
1: Oh, really? She was
0: that. in Working Girl, which apparently was the Rain Man of.
1: I guess movies. Dangerous Liaisons, Mississippi Burning. If I don't know, did I watch that in high school? The accidental tourist, they, this apparently this is a dark black hole in my movie viewing experience. I mean
0: Best Cinematography nominated who framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Yeah, Tequila Sunrise. I just remember that from uh speaking of Tom Cruise an interview with the vampire.
0: But again, a guy like I don't know. Well you're oh. you're currently watching the the last holy, dance
1: holy fuck what see best sound effects that's a that's a triple feature i'd love to watch the
0: the be- best, best effects
1: sound. best effects sound effects editing the nominees were willow die hard and who framed roger rabbit those are three movies yeah. i would sit down and watch fucking in right that now. order um in order the order actually is who framed Roger Rabbit into Willow into Die Hard? Okay, that, that's, that's the progression. That's what I was. That's, that's what the, I was hoping that's, the that's the that's uh, the good progression. You got to end on Die Hard. You end on Die Hard.
0: There's no way coming back from that.
1: Yeah, you, you end on Die
0: Hard. I'm not watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit after Die Hard. I'll watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit mm. leading up to Die Hard. But
1: yeah, I think yeah.
0: Well, best effects, visual effects, was it the same? Yeah,
1: same. Yeah. Ugh. Best film editing.
0: Ooh. Real slap in the face to Willow there, because they (laughs) they include Who Framed Roger (laughs) Rabbit and Die Hard. That editor was fired.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. Never was hired again. Best foreign language, anything in there worth noting? Mm, Uh, Nope. Best makeup, makeup, Beetlejuice. Coming to America, Scrooge. Another (coughs) excellent triple feature. Holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we should just pitch these to drive in movie theaters.
1: This is your triple feature. <laughs>
0: Here's your triple th- you feature. You
1: always end on a Christmas movie.
0: Yes. <laughs> you base us around the 1989 Academy Awards. Okay. These are. Here's cheap. what you do. I think you do. Coming to America, Beetlejuice, Scrooged. Okay.
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna go Beetlejuice, Coming to America, Scrooged. You're gonna go nonsense, somewhat nonsense, all nonsense. I mean. Okay.
0: Well, I just think you hit him hard at the beginning with Coming to America. Yeah. You get him going.
2: Uh, uh, it does
0: invite the, that does invite the lull though. Yeah.
1: You just, yeah. Oh, Beetlejuice. Of it, of a t-
0: have you ever appeared
1: against coming to America? That's like, good. I've never had a head to head. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> laugh it's of off things. between. Yeah. Beetlejuice and coming to America. Yeah. Uh, scroll down. What do we got here? What's uh anything else of note here?
0: Apparently a pretty good year of uh, movies.
1: Baghdad cafe. Uh, I'll take movies. I've never heard of. Oh man, this is uh, Phil Collins can eat a dick.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa!
1: Hold on, you know my opinion. It's on. Why don't you like Phil Collins? Uh, cause you know me.
0: Why? Just don't like things that are popular.
1: Um, that's not it at all. No. No. Why? I don't like his. I don't like his style. Okay. Okay.
0: You like gated reverb snare though.
1: Uh, I don't know if I do. Really. No, like, I mean, we talk about time and place. It's just, and anything outside of that time and place is, okay. It's a, Anytime you use the gated reverb snare drum, go do yourself a favor, watch the Vox video on it.
2: It's fascinating. <laughs> it is fascinating. It's fascinating.
1: Um, anything that h- has that gated reverb snare drum on it is in, like, a weird timestamp
2: on um, it. And then... No, okay. But
1: and then if it's used outside of between 1985 and 1992, if it's used outside of it, it's a weird, I don't, you're trying to be nostalgic. You're trying to make a nostalgic sounded song. And I don't like that.
0: I think it's, I understand what you're saying. I hear you, but I also think I hear you now I hear my voice. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, I think that was the creation of something. So where, yeah. you are experiencing it for the first time, and we are living through it. And I, then I don't
1: know it, if I really lived through it the first time. No, no, no. I like, am yeah. saying
0: like we are, we're like we're living through the revival of it. I mean, it's that's sure. part of the thing of yeah. that yeah. boxing that they brought up, yeah. where it's coming back. I think it's a, um, a a calling card of music that's going to be there for a long time. I think it's yeah. going to be something that's always coming back. Um, I love the story of how it was created. I love the story. That's and a good story. Uh, how it was a talkback mic. That the, the band Genesis now... Uh, like pure, accident. Had, and a it a pure accident. It's just a pure accident. And that's part... The, the pure accident part of it is the reason why I think it's going to stick around. Because yeah. most things that are discovered by accident um, last a long time. Like champagne. Was champagne discovered by
1: accident? Yeah. Yeah? By monks.
0: So there you go. Uh, champagne and the gated reverb snare are pretty much the same thing. So. God, I,
1: I... That was... The worst subtitle of a book ever. <laughs>
0: God. No? No. They can't even make a similar sound when it's you like, pop it and then you... It's just snap.
1: like... And the weird thing is... It was that, about the like, book was called Pop. Uh, <laughs> That's it, what it was Pop. Gated and was, Reverb and Champagne.
0: Yeah, How Gated Reverb and Champagne changed the world.
1: It was weird because it's mostly about Kenny Rogers. That's the weird thing. A lot thing. of people don't know.
0: Kenny Rogers was pushing for Gady Reaver with most of his songs. Like,
1: he was at the forefront of it. Yeah.
0: And he never got the credit that he was deserved.
1: That son of a bitch.
0: So best picture was Rain Man up against Mississippi Burning Working Girl, uh, Dangerous Liaisons, and The Accidental Tourist. These are a bunch
1: of movies I've never seen. Yeah. uh, 1989 is a giant black hole.
0: So we should do ourselves a favor. I guess. steal your bit again. And uh, have you ever seen Working Girl?
1: I don't think I have. Who was, uh, I mean.
0: Everyone that was in it was nominated for a fucking Academy Award.
1: Who is the male lead?
0: Uh, It's called Working Girl. So there is none. Well. So it's. uh, Dudes were involved somewhere. It was a Gourney Weaver.
1: It's a Gourney Weaver.
0: uh, Joan Cusack. And Melanie Griffith.
2: Melanie Griffith.
0: I'm sure like, I don't know. It wasn't Michael McKeon, but. It might Oh Harrison Ford Harrison Ford Yeah Say, Alec build. Baldwin
1: Alec Baldwin
0: It's called Working Girl And Harrison Ford's Top Bill
1: Oh good news Kevin Spacey and Oliver Platt Were also in it Wow This might be a movie to watch y- You're a big Oliver Platt fan Oh I'm a big Oliver Ever Platt fan Ever since Lake Placid That's I up. always got Working Girl And Sabrina mixed up Just because of Harrison Ford movies With red lettering In the titles
0: oh, Yeah <laughs> That's a really teased up Joan Cusack there. I mean, yeah. that was the 80s. I don't know. The 80s if you could go in a time machine. If I could yeah. I mean, that'd be fucking fun. It seemed like the perfect no. point of decadence and excess. No. And then no, which one would you I choose? Don't, I don't
1: I don't know. I well, like where am I going to party?
0: No, just where I mean, it's it's the partying is an aspect of it, but also just like There was enough technology that you weren't in the stone age. Like you weren't, you would, you could deal with like modern things. You'd you wouldn't have to like change all that much, but you had this freedom too of like, I don't know. You could go out and party all night long and drive home fucking super drunk and no one and like the chances of even being pulled over would be minimal. Or like, even if you did, the chance that you get like a DUI would be very minimal. Um, I
1: mean, I mean, the, that was basically everything up until 1992, whenever Mad was formed. That's that's yeah, but that's but interesting. also the 70s, also the 60s, also the 50s. But I th- I think if you
0: 40s. look at, in my personal opinion, I not mean, the
1: 1909s because there wasn't a lot of cars.
0: No, no, there weren't. I mean, the 60s and 70s would be interesting, but also I think you go back so right. far, you're dealing with. Um, certain technologies and stuff or certain like, like living what? standards. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean like, you like if I go back to nineteen eighty six or nineteen eighty five. Let's go nineteen eighty five, the year I was born. If I go sure. back to that, I have television. I have the startup of cable. Um there's VHS starting to roll out. I mean I can uh, you know you're
1: pretty I mean it's pretty early. Pretty but, early VHS.
0: Yeah, but um I can go buy cassette tapes. I can start to buy CDs in a yeah. couple of years. Um I can go see I don't know. I can go see bands. I can I can get coke easily. Like I don't know. Like
1: I I don't yeah, I don't know.
0: I think it's a, a it's a weird lawless time that we don't think about.
1: I think everything was lawless. I mean, honestly, like everything was lawless. Is all this the a stand-up that you're doing with the, yeah, the it's mic. Me. I think everything was lawless, you know. <laughs> I think it's I don't know. Here's here's my thing mm-hmm. is that I was always shitting on 20 years ago as far as decades. So like for me, like as a child, mm-hmm. uh the 70s were just hokey bullshit. Like it was all hokey. You know everything about it was just goofy with, but the, you didn't experience. But the well, no, but like just and then, got a little bit older and I, under like, really came to appreciate funk and soul and, and all of that. The the music is
0: definitely a part of it. I mean,
1: and then. Grew up a little bit more and I was like, oh man, the eighties were so fucking hokey. I can't believe, this and that. And then, really? yeah, and then a little bit older fucking the early 90s were so fucking hokey. Mm. I mean now and now I'm old enough and now it's like early, like 2000s like late 90s early 2000s I was like my coming of age so um yeah that music's perfect except for <laughs> I mean I say that not really. I mean <laughs> pop music not so much. I mean yeah, anybody wants to put on any pop, any like boys to men, anything that, that was really I mean, I say that, but I enjoyed hip hop from that era mm-hmm. a lot. It's so now. So I'm,
0: basically, anything other than the time that you lived in was hokey until you grew uh, up. Well, until I grew up and then learned realized, how to appreciate. it. Learned how to appreciate it. I got yeah, you. that was your approach. That's my approach. So your desire to experience those situations. I would.
1: I would want to experience everything, and for the idea of like one of them being superior to the other, I don't know if it's. Oh, trust
0: me, I would love to go if, you know, if you had a opportunity to do it, like to do 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s plat- like a, a a platter basically. I'd rather I'd love uh, to go
1: to the year 2000 as an adult and experience early age of internet, try to like enjoy to, like, capitalize. enjoy uh as far as technology the latest that it could before 9/11. <laughs> like mm-hmm. That'd be something I think that would be really interesting.
0: The thing about technology, though, within comparison, like, the the lack of technology is is more of my desire to go back in time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I think there's a freedom, like, that's involved with the lack of, uh, I remember... Lack of
1: choice, that's what I'm into.
0: No, no, no. Lack of freedom. You, uh, no, like, going out, and then... I remember just as a kid, like, there was a time when you could just go out. Mm Mm-hmm. And you were just out until you came back. There was a time like you didn't tell your friends where you were going to be. There was no way to get Uh in touch with
1: coordinating and and stuff. like that. Yeah.
0: And that that's a very nostalgic part of my life, which I really enjoy because you now you have this electronic tether to you that you could be contacted at any time. But the the ability to. I don't know, just go out and just experience everything without having. I mean, there's there's no way you're going to be videotaped. There's no way you're going to be, uh, I don't, tracked or anything like that. It's just simpler time. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, the
0: CIA was watching a lot of people at that time. Just
1: I mean, FYI,
0: <laughs> they were. It but just wasn't massive. I don't know. You, have, you have, do you ever just want to not have technology in your life? Do you ever yeah. want to like not have a fucking iPhone? No. No.
1: No. Because oh. I want to like I constantly want to learn things. Sure, but and, how much? Uh, and your when percentage I of went,
0: time on your iPhone, how much do you actually learn things versus just deal with things?
1: Um, I would say a lot. I'd say, a li- I mean, between listening to podcasts, watching YouTube, watching on movies. It what you call
0: it, yeah. It depends on what you, yeah.
1: You know,
2: I think... I'm I, not discrediting it, I'm yeah, just I, I'm
1: just saying, do I waste a lot of time on my phone? Sure. Do I spend a lot of time like communicating and replying and doing work email and and stuff and messaging and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh yeah, sure. And I think
0: you and I are different because we we don't we don't interact on social media. I think that's
1: that's yeah. my, my main gripe. I cruise social media. And I uh, but I don't I don't put a lot out there because who wants to listen to anything I have to say? Clearly. I mean, listen, says <laughs> the kid who did bullshit stand up at 14 or whatever. Yeah. And we're not going to put this out for anyone to listen to. And and if you're listening to this right now and you find it interesting, that's great. Yeah. Good for Hopefully you. Hopefully you do. But please know that don't listen to me because I'm, an in, like, I'm a person worthy of being listened to. <laughs> well,
0: and that's the other side of the coin of technology is that it's... It brings everyone; it gives everyone a voice, which is a a double edged sword for sure. Right? um, Some people are worth listening to that you've never heard of, and some people are worth never hearing about. You know,
1: like Uh, I I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people. um, I'm trying. Who was the other girl's name? I need to look. I haven't looked her up on YouTube in a while. But like Lindsay Ellis and people like the guys from Red Letter Media, and you know those people, you know their voice would not be. As amplified yeah. as they are now yeah and when and the great thing is I get to find voices that resonate with me mm-hmm. and that's that's amazing.
0: And I guess uh, to tie it back to this, you know traveling to another 60s, 70s or 80s time frame, um, yeah, it in the way that you get those those people that read a letter media and the Lindsay Ellis sure. uh, 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 Lindsay Ellis's of the yeah. world. You got you got more bands. You got more. Uh, I, I think that's probably the easiest analogy to make. But like, you got more bands. You got more bands that were uh, exposed to. There's so many good bands that you've never heard of nowadays mm. because it's so saturated.
1: Is that uh, bad though?
0: Um, it's not bad. It's just different. It's you were just uh, there was a chance that that band that you've never heard of had a platform that they could rise and they can get exposed to you in a way that nowadays. Require so much effort and time that most bands can't last. Most bands can't survive. So you'll never hear the, gra- you'll never hear a great band. Uh, there's probably more bands that have been great that have died in the last 10 years. Yeah. In in the same way that there's been just this exponential growth of people like your Lindsay Ellis's and your uh, red ladder medias sure. that have come to the forefront that wouldn't have existed. you understand what I'm saying?
1: that Okay. I I think I, I think you're saying it's a double-edged sword. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm saying that it's a. I mean, it's yes, great, I mean, essentially, it, yes, it's yeah, a double-edged I mean, these, sword. But you're
0: you're getting exposed to a, a band a band in the '80s, '60s, '70s, and '80s yeah. could get signed to a record label deal, get the distribution deal that they cannot even dream of right now. Okay, right. Or in in the last 15 years, yes. Okay, yeah. They cannot dream of it. Right. So the bands that you you know. Even the 70s bands you're like oh Funk it's it's stupid whatever like that Those bands are good like bar Bands now maybe maybe And you will never hear of them unless They like one of them will go through the Crack and that's about it yeah so In the same way that you get Multiple of these Lindsay Ellis and red Letter media and all these things that are like That that you would never have heard about back then In the 70s and 80s you would never Gotten exposed to them
1: right right
2: It's it's a flip-flop
1: right I Riddle me this okay How is it that people like, I mean, I can just think of a thousand YouTube critics, right, Uh, George Rockwell, and uh, and I'm trying to remember, really good guy, I mean, really interesting. You know, how are they able to function and survive, right? I mean, granted, most of these are, we're talking about either solo or two or three or four people, right, four people at most, as far as like, I'm gonna make a YouTube channel I'm going to make a YouTube channel. It's going to become moderately chanimal? channel channel. It's going to become, we should actually make a channel channel. It, I can make a moderately successful YouTube channel where I get, have half a million subscribers and I am able to survive. Okay. That, that's, that's something that can Those numbers- also, also podcasters can do that as well. Yep. Right. Okay. That's like, they can survive, um, you know, making content, and, per, you know, putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Podcasters and and um, people, YouTubers. Okay. Bands can't? Why can't bands? Why is it that bands are unable to? Because normally, first off, um,
0: to, the numbers that you're talking about, yeah. the, the, when you're talking about 500,000 subscribers, that was yeah. a fledgling band back in the eighties. Okay. Right. If I put out a band, right. if I put out an album and, and it sells 500,000 copies, I'm going to be signed to my label still. It's going to be a good, you know, yeah. a good deal, but I'm not a superstar by any stretch sure. of the imagination. Okay? Sure. So t- to, to just flip flop them in numbers alone is ridiculous because the, the time it takes to write, record, produce, uh, organize a tour to Promote the tour consistently to do all those things because there's more to it. There's not. Th- I'm
1: saying like just why isn't there just a? I mean, there's, take I mean taking the tour out of it. First, why aren't they just like put cranking out song after song after song? And maybe they're
0: not. I mean, I don't know for for what a point zero 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 one percent of a uh, of a penny like five hundred thousand. Like no subscribers. No, that, I, that's I the mean, thing. That's like, I mean. That's I, what I'm saying like yeah. The the structure of a YouTube sponsorship deal or like a a, a monetized YouTube yeah. page, yeah. that percentage of money that you get is so much more than the musician gets from a play on Spotify. From, yes.
1: And yeah.
0: that's that's the hu- so why that's you huge just th-
1: pushing on YouTube then? I mean, no, right.
0: no, no. But it's not even. How many people go to YouTube just to listen to a song that they like versus going Spotify?
1: I just, well, that's, I mean, that's the difference. I mean, I'm not, but I'm saying, I'm not a music guy where I'm just gonna, I don't sit there and put it on Spotify and just, I don't, and I don't either, but, or Apple Music. Or I, I don't, just, I, I don't just sit there and, the royalty
0: music. rate is the same. And that's what I'm
1: saying. It's
0: garbage. I know it's a garbage. So, royalty rate. What I'm saying is that aside from all that stuff, to keep a band together, to keep a musical group going forward, with just the promise of that maybe one day we're going to make it. Is it. That was already, that's always been the problem bands. Many successful bands have succumbed to that, like to that, no matter even what the money it's, the personalities don't jive and we're going to break up.
1: You know, what, here maybe here's the deal. Maybe there's like a duo right now that is on YouTube and just putting out song after song after song after song, sure and there is. they've got five hundred thousand subscribers. Sure, there is, and they're making enough money. And I just don't delve into that because I don't, I don't give a fuck about listening to most that people music. don't. So I don't know it exists. But maybe, it, maybe it's just I don't know it exists. There's, you know, you're, a number of people who are out there doing it. And I just don't know who they are because they're lost in the ether and I'm only focused that, on things I care about because I only go and seek media that I care about.
0: But that's that goes back to my point, like the, the good bands that you, you'll never hear of, like versus the, the funk music of the 70s that you weren't a fan of and then you came around to. Yeah. Like, you are, you came around to it because it was exposed to you. You came right, around to right. it because you went back to it. You came around to it because it was available. This stuff, you may never get a chance to come around to it. You may never get a chance to, like, be exposed to it. Sure. Because it's it's not, first off, it's not reaching a level that it's put in front of you. Right. Um.
1: Here's the other thing. I don't listen to the radio anymore. I mean. No one does. Like, I mean, just so. No one outside but, of well, country there's music. People, there's people who are listening to the radio. I mean, but. Does that mean that it's just all garbage? Is it are they really that bad?
0: Uh, I mean, every time I listen to the radio, it's usually the same songs that I've. I mean, it's usually the same songs. I mean, we just did a, a few shoots over the weekend, and we let, the radio was on. And how many times did we hear the same song yeah. in two days? Right. So there's. I think that's a. I think if you listen to contemporary pop music, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's that world, and but contemporary I, but I even think and, that's and
1: contemporary rock and contemporary. But yeah, contemporary but music in general.
0: Contemporary music, I think, on the radio level, is out of touch with what people actually listen to because there's no way to quantify that anymore. There's no way to.
1: It's everything's been segmented. I mean, not segment What's the word I want? It's specialized. You know, I'm into this. This is what really speaks to me. This is what hits my ears mm-hmm. that I love. Yeah, and that's all I want to listen to. And I'm not going to venture outside of that,
0: right? And it's, you're going
1: to and you're going to spider off of that. I mean, just like you know, maybe. Well, you, I mean, I mean, between uh, Neutral Milk Hotel and Cursive, and uh, going into uh, Death Cab for Cutie and, and stuff like that, you know, those aren't you know really giant mainstream people, but mm-hmm. it's you know, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna continue to follow that train, and, and when a new band mits and also it's going to become much more localized, much more regionalized, and is that a bad thing? Is I mean,
0: um. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it becomes regionalized. I think it becomes really hard for a band to survive um, financially. I think it sure. becomes because bands already have a tough go of it, keeping people together and uh, keep it going. My point with back in the 60s, 70s and 80s is that you had you had a clear line of like becoming uh, it becoming an occupation, like it becoming a job, whether you can handle the job or not. That's that's up for the band and everything with that. But you had a chance, like, if I got the best musicians together, yeah. you know, the Eagles are a good example. Like, backing band of, a band. of Of a, like, the opportunity exists. Like, if I get the best players and stuff around, yeah. if I put my time in, they were what? Uh, uh, fuck. What were they the backup band for? Glenn Fry and Don Henley. Linda Ronstadt. Hmm. They were the backing band, uh, the guitarist and drummer for, Linda Ronstadt for a little bit, but basically Mm -hmm. you get to know everybody in the, in the music scene, you put together the band, you get to know the best of the best and everything like that. And then you put together your group and everything and you put that forward. Well, then it's only a matter of time until you get a deal. And once you get a deal, okay, cool. Now we can control, and we can do all these things. And the deals were shitty. The deals were shitty for sure, but it still gave you an opportunity to create and then gave you an ability to put that music out in front of people. That allowed for you to grow as an artist and make mistakes and do all these things, yada, 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 which that's all left up to the foot of a musician right now to for them to do themselves. And they don't have nearly the connections. So many more shitty songs will get much more airtime than someone's really good song on YouTube that you'll never hear. Yeah. and that's And that's that world. I i'm interested i long for that world in a way like i miss it because i feel like i experienced the death of it i i feel like i i like we live through the death of um in commercial industry industry music that that allowed for at least bands not everything was great it wasn't perfect but it allowed for bands to get um get a chance that um doesn't exist anymore and
1: See, I don't. I mean, for me, like the democratization of a recording. I mean, anybody and their mother right now mm-hmm. can throw together what. I mean, we're talking like in front of us right now. If we did bargain basement recording setup, we're talking what a thousand dollars.
0: Uh, all things included. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're around a thousand. I mean, uh, a thousand, two thousand bucks. Yeah.
1: Okay let's say I like between me and I could go and put together a recording studio for a thousand dollars. I could record a hundred bands over the course of a year. Okay. And that is something that could happen. That is, well,
0: that's a little more, but yeah, anyway, I, I see what you're saying yes.
1: as compared to, you know, what it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that is not something. It, so I think, There's You're right It's a It's a saturation It's an over I don't know if it's an oversaturation though Because If you're good
0: (laughs) That's a blanket statement
1: If you're good I think You can make it Like If you're If it's good music It's gonna find its voice Whether or not It's like a
0: theory It's like theoretically
1: Theoretically But also You have to keep working at it Right Um and you all, you
0: have to keep working on it but then you you'd always talk about the element of luck in something like baseball there has to be the luck that your 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 style the, the greatest like Neil young could not start today and hope to God that music listeners would just somehow align with what he's putting out if, there has to be an element of luck with what you're putting out
1: today I Neil young never existed Neil young has been born 10, Neil young would be on YouTube 15 years ago and if neil young consistently put out music week after week for a year and a half two years he's going to find growth because he's good
0: to what extent to the extent, it, not, that, he's not the extent that he's
1: experienced now probably not unless he finds the right message
0: but even still you're looking at like he you're would he dealing be, with variables and maybe it's just maybe it's an interesting look at control as far as if, if you can control the distribution of, <laughs> hold on, wait, if you can just control the distribution of the medium of the media, mm. then you can control the direction of the taste. And it's not necessarily great to control. It's not, it's not great to tell people where they're going to go, but in, but to let them go and then to feed on it Yeah. and then let that die and then figure out what the next thing is, and then feed on that, and yeah. let that die, because that's very much what the the music industry was was yeah. like. Okay, this is popular. Let's throw everything at the wall, and everything at the wall. Some things stick, and you get some great bands, right? And like Rat, sure, <laughs> yeah, like Rat. And then, um, but once the things stick, then they can go off and do other things that allow for them to grow and um, produce things that are are just amazing. I always think like we we heard. How many Guns N' Roses songs over the weekend? A number? We a uh, su- number. A number. We heard more than one in less than five. But, sure. Um,
1: Three or four. Yeah. But
0: Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, that's a, a phenomenal debut album, if not one of the greatest debut albums of all it's time. It's
1: an absolutely fantastic They debut would album. not
0: have been signed had hair metal not been so popular, and then you just get five dudes together with teased hair, and you get signed. So they would have, there's a good chance, there's a there's a chance that they never would have been signed or that I'm you just, never would have heard I'm just questioning
1: like the, I mean, as far as hair metal goes, Appetite for Destruction?
0: They were at the tail end of hair metal. Really? Yeah. So that's where if you look oh, at. I thought they were more towards the front. Where's no, 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 no. No. Your, appetite for Destruction was 1988
1: or 89. Like, I want to say 87, maybe 86.
0: But even so, that's, I mean, it was dying.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: I, don't know, I, spell I guess I'm just gonna get close.
1: I mean, that's close enough. <laughs> My God. D E S. I know. Search and destroy. This fucking screen
0: too does not help. Come on. Eighty-seven. Nailed it. <laughs> but again, that's yeah. dying. It's,
1: I, I guess. I mean, where where is. is Twisted Sister fit into this? That's. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like... First off, hair metal died in 1990.
0: We'll be nice about it. and we'll say 1990.
1: After You Use Your Illusion 2. Mm,
0: really? Even that? I don't know. I don't know. No, that was as much after. But again, this album is an, a, a great album that wouldn't have existed had not hair metal been so popular leading sure. up to it. It's not a hair metal album It's a Rock and roll album I mean it's a It's one of the great rock and roll albums Of all time It's a fabulous
1: rock and roll album
0: Um So This band got Got through And got distributed And was Marketed in a way That A band nowadays Coming out Uh Can you tell me the band Can you name the band Okay That was the They sound like Led Zeppelin It's like Led Zeppelin Uh Within the last um, five years, it's
1: not Wolf Mother. No, it's uh, what's the what's the name exactly? Of that garbage band. Yep, Greta Van Fleet. There you go. Good job. Good did, job. Did it. Yeah, you and did it. And I could not listen. If you put it, if you could pull pull up like name that tune. Uh huh. Not gonna be able to do it. Right. At all.
0: But that's like an example. That's that's the uh, the life of a band right now. Like. They sound like Led Zeppelin coming. It's like Led Zeppelin again. Okay, cool. This is going to last for like six months, maybe yeah. a year, and then you're never going to hear from them again because we're going to forget about it and we're going to move on.
1: See, and then I think about somebody like, um, what was it? What was that? I was just going to think of somebody. Who does 1612? That's 1612. Uh, 1612. That's the Chicago. year slavery started. <laughs> um.
2: uh
0: Twenty four six two five.
1: No, what's uh? Who did Christmas in L.A.? What was the name of that band? What's that funk, oh, California uh, funk band with like a gazillion guys oh, in it? Wolfpack. Wolfpack, you yeah. know. Yeah,
0: they're an anomaly. They are. All
1: right,
2: I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, but it took an Apple. It took an Apple commercial for me to figure it out. Not, figure out who they were.
1: For me, it was the first. I was in. Get this. I was in an old navy saw so, old navy store, mm-hmm. and I heard Christmas in L.A. and I'm like what's going on here? And then I went and listened to a bunch of their music. I'm like, oh, these guys are fucking great. Now, am I ever, ever, ever going to go pay money to ever go watch them? Am I ever, ever, ever going to go pay money to download an album? Probably never. Am I going to watch them on YouTube? Yes. Now, that being said, I think it's more like me with music. I think it's probably closer like me and baseball, (laughs) (laughs) you know, don't change the rules just for me, you know, Well, I appreciate that, yeah. But I appreciate I appreciate the democratization of technology and how that's changed a multi-million industry which was controlled by a very select few. Yeah. And you know, you had tastemakers who were chasing that dragon of we're going to chase after uh, doo-wop groups, we're going to chase after funk bands, we're going to chase after Mm -hmm. this pop, this pop, this pop, this pop, this pop. And having a hand-selected full, like, few uh, talent scouts out there trying to figure out which way the wind's blowing to go after it. Now, I've got this absolutely cornucopia of music in front of me. And if I like something, I like it. And I can spiderweb off of that. And are these guys... No, this is me. I'm totally removed. I'm not, like, supporting these guys outside of viewership and listens. Um... Do I know or care enough about them and whether or not they can exist as a band forever? Um, You know, in the words of Quiet, right, I would love to be overrated. You know, you get a guy who can put together, like, free, who can make one hit wonder and live off of forever, just like Rat that I mentioned before. Are we going to have more rats who 30 years after their hit song... Are in a Geico or, or a Geico, commercial. Geico commercial? Probably not. Is that a bad thing? No. Do I want people to get paid? Um, of course. But I don't think it's bad for society and detrimental to the world of music if that stops being a thing.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, but it's not. The one one's not tied to another because the same way that like "Rats Round and Round" is a hit song is the same way that like. Uh, Red Bones, um, come and get your love is a one hit wonder. Like yeah, and those are two different songs. Some bands just have one hit wonders. And that's that's an anomaly unto itself. Sure, but um, I think you mm-hmm. limit the amount of one hit wonders, or you th- you limit the amount of potential for hit songs. Uh, I always go back to uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, were a great example of a of struggling punk band who had a balladish type song name as as the B side of one of their songs or one of their tracks and a DJ just flipped it over and played that and it became a hit because everyone called in and requested it in this like New Jersey radio station or something like that. Yeah. And it ended up blowing up. It's a, a little happy mistake that ended up changing a band's career because because of a hit, because yeah. of a distribution. Like no one <sighs> It's not like YouTube's playing on the radio and there's a DJ for YouTube you' be like, hey, we've been scouring and listening to this. This is a great band. Everyone should no, listen to it.
1: I, there, no, there's algorithms. It's
0: It's left up to the listener itself.
1: I, right. Uh, here's the deal. if You're more got, often
0: than ever stupid. Oh
1: Well, you're not wrong there. I think if anything, today's music industry is going to be doing is it's going to get rid of the one-hit wonder because... There's no reason investing in a band that can only really put out one hit.
0: To that point, though, they shove they shove things to you and they make them hits. They shove shitty songs and they just play them to death. There's there's studies that show that if I hear a, song, hear a song enough, yes. yep. that I'm going to yeah. eventually start to relate to it. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to I, make us a, a product a star.
1: So you're trying to say right now, I'd much rather that happen to more bands than and then not. I mean
0: I I've never had a problem with One Hit Wonders. I've always
1: No, I'm saying I wish I wish more bands got like overly pushed because they think the because this select of it's old not, white guys think that it makes Wait, well, is when you're that, saying the overly is, pushed this is the way it, old white guy club and I'm just saying that the record industry says, this is the sound. I think this is the way the wind is going to blow. Let's push this, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that's a good business model and something I don't want to support or like... Well, there's multiple phases and, of and, it. And defend.
0: Uh, I mean, there's multiple uh, phases of that business model that's played out from, I mean, the let's just say the 50s to the... Mid 2000s I mean There's different There's been many different approaches And many different You almost have to look at it Label by label Instead of just like An overarching industry Because The way that one The the way that like Sub Pop In the early 90s Approached uh, Making records And music And stuff like that Was different than Like Columbia But They Did Columbia Was Columbia aware Of what Sub Pop Was doing Was um, You know Were other labels Aware of what smaller labels were doing Because yeah. they wanted to capitalize on The next big sound right for sure Um I just I just think about the There's some kind of comfort in The knowing that you could get to A point where you had the freedom To create and you had the freedom As an artist to be able to Sit in a studio have the resources There's so many bands that I know So many bands that yeah. uh, Musicians that I know uh, that are Older than me that they never even dreamed of recording like they, that never became yeah. a possibility, you yeah. know, and you'd have to work so hard to get to the point of that. Right. Um, So to get to a point where you could record and, you know, you had like, a, let's say you had a five album deal, which was a pretty standard, you know, three to five albums was sure. a pretty standard deal. If you can get to that point, the freedom that you had to create and make great songs, there's a lot more people that made multiple great unless songs. Unless it's not there. I mean. Unless what's not there.
1: Your music, uh,
0: you no, But normally, you're, you're not getting the deal unless you're in unless you're in that right time and place.
1: Let's let's say you get to that third album and that third album deal, mm-hmm. and you your your gas tank is empty. You know, mm-hmm. you put out.
2: And that's your, happened you, to bands. You,
1: you pour, poured your love and your literally probably ten to fifteen years of hard work into mm-hmm. writing eight to nine really great songs. That's your first album, and then you immediately. Cure the shit out of it You learn a lot of new Exciting experiences Mm -hmm. That turns into your uh, Your tour Not your tour album But your Your road album Your sophomore (laughs) slump Your sophomore slump Mm -hmm. And now You're here You're in your third album And you got nothing Mm -hmm. But record label says You Are contracted To put out an album This Like in the next year Mm -hmm. You gotta do it And first you shoot, off and then you shoot blanks
0: first off um and again i'm and not that's, gonna, and
1: that's not freedom to create that's not freedom to
0: i think that's a i think that's a uh i'd rather have that situation than yeah cuz
1: there's money involved
0: well yeah and it's a sh- it's a <laughs> shitty money deal it is a, it's a shitty yeah. money deal but again you're allowed i think the biggest point of the record deal is the distribution the ability to get your music into the hands of people that can make it into something is the biggest um, anomaly yeah. that YouTube nothing can provide that to you because now I'm relying but I
1: think it's only music that's the weird thing I don't I, I don't disagree with you I think it's only I don't disagree
0: with you I think it is only music that has suffered from the fact that like I'm leaving up to the listener to find me it's like, I can tell everyone to listen to me. I can tell all my friends and family to yes. listen to me. Yeah. Um, and they can all go off and tell them to do their own spiderweb thing. It's yeah. not going to be nearly as different than it, Columbia Records sending my album to all the radio stations in a radio fucking station America. In
1: America. Right.
0: Right. There's a, that's a totally different beast. And then you talk about like uh, Wolfpack and everything like yeah. that. Well, what's a way to get your music heard without being on the radio? Right. Commercials, commercials being played in old navies it's yeah. a thing and i yeah. remember having i remember talking about it. i remember doing that it's like we were in works with uh a reality tv show network basically it was like your songs to be featured in a reality tv show for a time in the mid to 2000s that's pretty that, good that's what you did I mean it was Was it the OC I think it was What, what the show was Like if your song That's not reality But oh No you no said, no Okay yeah yeah but I'm just saying like If okay, your song sure, yeah. was featured On, on the, the OC, OC It's huge It's almost like a Just a blank yeah. check To be able to start doing You know whatever the hell you want Like
1: But for how long Well I For that, very but, little And then Napster Came along and ruined everything Yeah I, So I, I, I'm, I'm much I think that people And this is once again I'm not a musician No I don't ever claim to be you
0: claim in well, this I podcast do, do to be have, a drummer. Uh, I do
1: well, <laughs> I think it's I mean, am I a music I we've had a I've had a long conversation about Professional musicians. Musician. I'm not a professional musician. Yeah, we, there can, is we can qualify. That, that. That's a qualify yeah. I am not a professional musician. Uh music is not absolutely as near and dear to my heart as it is to you yeah. and a, a lot of other people. Um, but I I think it's I'd much rather have this situation now. But then again, I'm not listening to that music. Am Am I that person? Am I that person on the edge that, uh, if the weird place we are now, I'd be listening to a lot of other music and I'm to be li- buying a lot more albums. I've always been very content with just listening to free radio. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, well, and that's at. at- you know, at your core, that's who you are. Yeah. And at my core, I would like I would like to experience the freedom of yeah. of going out and seeing. I mean, like Guns N' Roses is a great example. Like there's a time when you can just go see them on, you know, the Sunset Strip yeah. trying to make it while they're recording you yeah. know, Appetite for Destruction. That doesn't exist anymore in the same way that it did back then. And it was Correct. a totally different beast. Correct. And to experience that, because again, I, I don't disagree with you that the technology the freedom of the technology is a bad thing I i think it's a good thing i think to to not have a control because we experienced it on the other end with like the news media i mean is completely controlled by a very select few but to experience the to experience the litany of bands Mm -hmm. that were making it and trying to make it and um we're just doing it. I just think there were more people trying to do it. I don't think there are as many that are legitimately qualified to be professional musicians.
1: Sure. I think it's amazing right now that a dude like yourself could go work 40 hours a week and spend the, another 20 to 40 hours a week creating and crafting and recording and self-distributing music.
0: I don't think that's where you lose it right there. How do you self-distribute?
1: I can put it on YouTube, and I can spend ten hours a week spamming the shit out of absolutely anybody and everybody.
0: Right, and then you get okay. Then there's
1: and then and, and hopefully that's enough for you to start. But is there a problem with Spotify and Apple Music as far as their pays per play? Um, yeah, yeah, that's Big a time. that's a problem.
0: Pharrell got what fifteen hundred bucks for Happy? Yeah, Something like that.
1: as compared to YouTube.
0: Well, not even as compared, I mean, it's I just... Mean,
1: so, I mean, like, if you... Like, I think... If I spent, and I put out, and I focused every week, and I put out a song every week, right? And I did that... <laughs> you're,
0: for, you're really paying with a broad brush here.
1: For If I did that for two or three you're gonna years... You're going to put out
0: a lot of shitty songs, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there's a lot of shit out there. and But you might... You might be great. You're going I to mean, deal with, I mean, again, just having... Then, and then not, then don't do it. I mean, so no, we're talking, I mean... You're talking about like,
0: you're talking about uh, branding. You're getting branding in, involved here. Now you're going to be sure. the band that just, Um, they, I mean, I was listening to podcasts where they were talking about Dane Cook and um, he was one of the first people to jump on MySpace and everything like that mm-hmm. and then just be yeah. t- in touch with fans and everything like that, basically. Right, it's great when you're first person through the door, but anymore, if I'm spamming you, I'm not. You're, well,
1: not spamming me, but like,
0: no. But if I'm spamming people, if I'm going to be a bit like, "Hey, this is my new album, this is my, my, my new song," like, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's just my personality. I'm not going to like that you do that. I'm not going to want to listen to it. I'm not going to go off and do it. Like, yeah. uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good way to get your music out there. I think it's a good way to. It superficial, not even superficial, but I mean, inflated numbers based on just not the quality of your song, but the um, ability for you to network. Yeah. And, so like
1: a record company.
0: No, because I think, I, <laughs> no, because there's a, there's litany of examples of people that were quality musicians that were signed to record labels. I mean,
1: I think, but there's also a litany of bad musicians. And people have no business being in the referring to themselves as a musician, being spammed by a record Uh, company who've had their album.
0: There's more. There's more people nowadays that have no business calling themselves musicians who are musicians, than there were 20 years ago, for sure. Any any fucking person with a fucking ukulele on YouTube can do a rendition of fucking what's the stupid. Song uh, Over the over the Rainbow Yeah And all of a sudden That was pre-YouTube No, I but guess. No, but they're doing Derivative Dana Carvey Derivative yeah. Versions of it And oh my god Aren't they amazing Oh my god No, they're not They're just doing The same thing That somebody else did It's not original It's And that's a million It's a million People out there Yeah it's, And
1: they're not Going anywhere
0: Uh I, I think you Or I think the internet Would beg to differ
1: I mean there's a lot Of ukulele out there
0: There's a lot and there's a lot of people with like shitty webcams that just sit there and record into their their computer or yeah. their iPhone, and it's it's not good, but it's passed off as good, and it would not get past you know the front desk of Columbia Records.
1: Tell about the Steelers Wheelers.
0: Steelers Wheelers.
1: Steelers Wheels 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 Steelers. Steelers Wheel. Is that it? Yeah. What was their other song?
0: Uh, well, the dude, I forget uh his name right now. He went off to have uh some hits and, and stuff as well.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Just the the dude. If
0: you want me to look it up here, I'll find it out. But
1: was it Kenny Rogers?
0: No, it wasn't Kenny
1: Rogers. Oh that's right. He was in the uh that stickers wheel. What's uh what was Kenny Rogers uh, band?
0: Uh the Association. The
1: Association. No not the association
0: First edition
1: First edition, thank Jerry you Jerry
0: Rafferty That's what it was He did the Baker Street And then right down the line Where's the other two? He's Scottish Bagpipes So but Okay yeah. So yeah You're wrong But
1: What do you mean I'm wrong?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fuck? I think I, I think I'd, I'd much rather have a I'd much rather that everybody and their mother be able to put their soul out on the internet than have and hope and and have so many of them lost to the seas of time that they get lost in the ocean of just a gazillion people rather than
0: a select few of quality people,
1: a a select few that have been hand selected and and plucked and plucked and chosen but being the chosen no people. no no it
0: was it was so many more though like that's what you're i think that's what you're missing and again i would love if both existed i would love if there was like the softball rec league that you could join and then there's still professional baseball like yeah it seems like now we just have the softball rec league and we're looking at them as like oh that's a professional athlete right there that's what that looks like and it's like no i remember when it was uh they were much better like it was I a much that, better quality but they're out there they are they out there. Them, it's not have, like it's not like the it's they, not like the professional stop. baseball players wouldn't go join the uh, the rec league softball teams. Okay, no, you, just got, like, a really, That's uh, you got, got a
1: really you got a really awesome hometown triple a team. not triple A, but you, you know your whatever league. rec league. I'm it's talking not,
0: beer it. rec league. That's what YouTube is. Yeah. Beer like. The chug a beer, get to first base, that's YouTube. And
1: everybody's like, holy fuck, that guy. And that guy's like,
0: whoa, that's, that's fucking amazing. It's like watching Babe Ruth. And it's like, no, that's actually like watching someone play rec league baseball in a small town. Like, it's, it's not that impressive. But we can make it impressive. I told you about trying to find a quality version of, a quality cover of ABBA's SOS and the amount of garbage that was out there sure is staggering and it's all bands based all bands from like 2010 on and it's like this has got hundreds and thousands of views and it sucks so
1: but are they bands you've heard of no and that's good why why is it good that a band why? you've never heard of did a shitty cover but it has hundreds and thousands of views yeah that's not easy to get well, yeah, it is over the course of like five years
0: <laughs> okay
1: i'm I'm just saying like those people did not move on and become great stars and just make but how many bands and make how millions many millions of dollars
0: how many singers have become famous off of YouTube? I mean, a lot, yeah, yeah, that's a problem because it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's just me waxing poetically about the music industry for all of its flaws. I'm not going to say that it's fucking perfect, but it did allow for this barrier for bands to have to work a certain amount and get to a certain level before they'd even look at you. And a lot of the things you'd have to like do the right way. You couldn't just like Tom Petty had the story of just walking into record labels and giving them the the disc. And they're like, this is not how it's done, you know? Right. And after that, it's like, no one could do that. But, it's. It was. Think, it was nice to have. It was nice to have a th- at least a threshold that if you're good enough, you can get to here. And then for, once you get here, now it's a different game. Now it's a completely different world.
1: So you're saying so many people right now are working hard, writing music, putting their ever-loving soul, no. and putting it into an album, and it's not good enough for you to listen to. So. No, no, no! Fuck them! No, no,
0: they're not putting <laughs> their heart and soul into it. They're not putting the production value. They're playing it on YouTube with their guitar, or like, yeah. they're they're singing to a backing track or whatever the hell they're doing. They're they're doing very little work, and then it's like, oh, I did this once for like a week, and then I should be right. I should get a record deal. Versus like, oh, I've been playing in a you band think, for five years. Or do you six. think those
1: people think they should get a record deal? Or are, I, are you projecting? That's my. Let me what, put my analyzing hand on. I mean, where, like, the number of people? So those people who did their shitty SOS covers, right?
0: No, no, no. Those were like so, a lot of those were way too professional for, uh, um, for my comfort level. Sure. For how shitty it was, a so, lot of like not tiny desk recordings, but similar. Similar.
1: Yeah. Okay. How many of them in the like description was like, by the way, buy our album. I mean, I guess, I mean, probably a lot of them or no,
0: no, I mean, not that I looked in the description, but I wasn't, it, this is getting a sense of these were, um, they were pretty well-produced album or well-produced. Okay. Uh, one was a live in front of a good amount of people.
1: Oh,
0: um,
1: I don't, I don't hold live albums.
0: I'm talking again, you're getting, you're conflating it with like a Produced video yeah. of a band that like went into a studio and recorded their album versus right. a person sitting in front of their webcam pressing record and playing a cover of wagon wheel and being like I'm sure there's a, Okay. I'm just waiting for the hundreds of thousands. I'm sure that's
1: to a I'm sure that's a guy but I
0: Or my original song, like the amount of people that sit down and like I'm gonna play the f- five minute version of my acoustic song that I wrote. And yeah. this is going to, I'm going to put out a song a week. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. Yeah. There's a lot of garbage out there. And those people would barely be, they're open micers. I mean, that's the yeah. whole world. that. And that's,
1: yeah, it's not, but some of them are good. No, none. No, not a well, single I mean, one. If okay. Were, okay.
0: Yeah. If I'm, I want to be logical about this right. argument here, <laughs> but, um, yeah i a lot of them are bad yeah. a lot of them get way
1: too much attention and a lot of people who dropped off their c d at Columbia records
0: never got it heard
1: was were awful yeah and the, the thing point, is is that it was to the point that nobody would listen to it nobody listened to it
0: and to that point
1: like one person one person would listen to it one intern one one intern, shitty job one was to in-
0: listen to that
2: Nope,
1: fuck this. Yep. And if. And
0: that was the only person that had to suffer through it. And now we put those people on a pedestal, put even a percentage of those people on a pedestal, right. and they get to go off and do other things. No. Which is
1: garbage. No. Okay, so shitty intern gets, the, my, gets my cassette, the, mm-hmm. my demo that I dropped off, and somehow I got it into the, somebody's right hands. And he plunks it in, pushes play, and it's some kind of weird, kind of funk rastafarian pops stuff i don't know i'm going mm-hmm. crazy yeah right again. uh you know what hold on the hair metals what's in click eject bin
2: yeah,
0: there's. All and those, that's man. a
1: problem yeah those are all those but again as, there as were compared to but, like but there were
0: other labels though that allowed that that were always thinking ahead that were always doing different things so you're uh, you're right that like maybe Columbia throws it out, but some independent label can sign you and then do it. And now, but and now, independent labels have been murdered, murdered yes, in the last 25 sure. years. Okay. How is
1: that possible when you have like a gazillion other labels? Like, oh,
0: there's, there's labels that exist that don't make any money. Like you and I can have a label if we want, but we're not gonna make any money.
1: Oh, I'm into that.
0: Yeah. Do you want to start a, this could be a podcast music label? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we're not going to make any money. Uh, okay, go on. Only gonna you be, got me. You got me, right? <laughs> we have all the stuff, right? Right. So it's just going to be an exorbitant amount of time and effort. And then uh,
1: we got to bring in Jeff Rich down from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. To mix it professionally. And then we,
0: <laughs> And that's, that's what it is. That's, we can
1: just go scam old people at the mall. Exactly.
0: Yep. And it's tell them it's going to go on YouTube And that's like making it So there you go And they can
1: share it to all their friends and family And maybe Maybe If it's not Absolute Complete garbage His family members will share it with some other family members And maybe Just maybe
0: At the end of the day
2: Yeah this could be a podcast I guess <laughs>